What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 201 in year four. We are nearing that year. Well, we're ending the end of year four here pretty soon. And uh, if my mic sounds terrible, I just got back from San Diego Comic-Con. San Diego Comic-Con is still going on at the time of this recording. It is Friday. I only went for Wednesday, Thursday. I'm back home, but I'm also house-sitting. So I am not at my setup. I'm literally recording this from Apple headphones. That's how much we're trying to get this podcast out to y'all. <laughs> so um, if it sounds horrible, I apologize. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what have you been up to these last two days, Clay? Um, just been working on a whole bunch of content. As everybody knows, we are uh, putting new stuff out on the channel. Yep. Uh Stayed up until three o'clock in the morning last night, uh, uh, recording some stuff, putting some stuff together, uh, and I'm still working on one project. So, uh, nice. doing a lot of stuff recently. Cool, man. Yeah, I uh, was trying to enjoy my time in San Diego. Uh, as I think, I, I don't know if I mentioned this last week. I was trying to get out of that that whole thing and not go, but I didn't want to waste six hundred bucks on hotels. And I actually, ended up having fun, man. I got to spend some time with some friends that I haven't seen since before COVID. Um, and it was pretty cool to hang out with them, go to some dinners, uh, you know, do the whole Comic-Con spiel of going to, you know, the Expo Hall and stuff like that. I will say, even with no celebrities, that shit was packed as fuck. So, like, really? it ain't no E3. Those jokes you might see online, uh-uh, uh-uh, ain't, ain't nothing like that. It was still super packed. People were still waiting in lines. Um, it was probably more packed. The only thing that was not there were people waiting in line to go to Hall H to see like Marvel or something like that. And so I think that's why it felt even more packed is because people were like, well, we're not going to wait in line all day, so let's go shop. And so that made everything else inside be like, oh, God, there's too many people. Um, but yeah, man, I so I tried to enjoy what it was. Um, I didn't make any purchases on preview night. I was trying to buy some stuff for my niece, but the line got capped for the these little things she wanted. And so I wasn't able to get those. Uh, and I was just hanging out with friends. And then on Thursday, I was like, all right, what am I going to do? And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have one goal today, and that is to meet Tom King. That was my only goal for Thursday because I, I only had the badge for two days because I sold it to my friends um, for the other three days. And Tom had a signing. Him, Mitch, and Clay all had a signing at the same time, which was 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. And I was like, all right, I'll go, I'll go uh, wait for them at some point. So when I was killing time, I bought this cool, you know, the only little cool thing I bought was this like Batman Tumblr from The Dark Knight. It was like all chrome. I have an animated series version of it it's from the same company called Jetta Toys. And uh, so I bought that. Um, as I was walking over to go see Tom King, I noticed, oh, hey, look, there's a hentai booth here. It's like, maybe I'll come back and check that out later. And then I went and waited for Tom King uh, because as we've said on this podcast before, my goal is to get Tom King on this podcast. This podcast started because of Tom King. Like, and I, he just has to be the first guest if we ever have a guest on, on here, in my opinion, because I think it's just, it's just right. So I told myself, I was like, I'm going to go buy, because I already said death to floppies. Not a fan of floppies anymore. But I didn't want to buy a trade. I already own pretty much all the trades of Tom King. So I was like, I'm going to buy the Trinity book, which is a floppy, unfortunately. And I'm going to get it signed by Tom King. And I'm going to ask him a question because usually if you guys have never been to cons before, if you get signatures, you know, usually there's some crabby artists and writers out there that are probably like, yeah, just get out of my face. But King and Mitch and everybody usually like to really talk to you and then move you on your way. So I'm waiting in line just there, you know, King and Mitch are kind of taking forever. I'm like the, maybe the 10th person in line. 
They're chatting it up with everybody. The thing that sucks is King basically has to wait for Mitch because they're getting a lot, a lot of stuff signed together, right? And you can pay Mitch to do little sketches. So you have to wait for Mitch to sketch before the thing keeps going. And it's just like at a courtesy <laughs> thing, right? Like you're not going to jump over somebody that's also going to get signed by Tom King, you know? So yeah. Mitch is there sketching these badass little things. And you're just like, come on, man. Like we've been here for a long time. The prints were amazing. Um, I will say that they had, I wanted to buy, Clay Man had a bunch of prints there. He had the Catwoman like kissing Batman on the beach print. And I just told myself, I was like, I'm not buying art this year because I didn't want to transport it back <laughs> home, man. I was like, I did not want to do that. So I go, it's my turn. I buy the Trinity book and I'm like, hey, what's up, King? And uh, he's like, hey, man, how's it going? How you doing? I was like, cool. And I give him the book. And I was like, hey, so I'm only buying this book to ask you this question. He's like, oh, wait, what is it? And I wanted to ask him two things. I wanted to ask him about Batcat. Like, I, I wanted to so bad. But I was like, you know what? I have limited time. I'm going to make it this one question. I was like, hey, man, what does it take to get you on a podcast? And he was like, oh. And, like, he kind of gave me this weird, like, like oh, my God. Like, what? He kind of charging up his answer. And I was, before I let him answer, I was like, this is why I asked. I was all four years ago, almost four years ago. Me and a friend of mine started a podcast because you killed Alfred. It was so crazy that we needed to talk about it. And since then, every week, we've covered all things Batman because of that. And I was like, I would love to have you on and talk to you about coming on the podcast. And he was like, oh, man. He was like, I'd love to talk to you. He's like, I would love to be on your podcast because like, I'm down to chat about that kind of stuff. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, that's awesome. But, and I'm like, oh, fuck. He was all, <laughs> he was all I'm totally down to do it. He was like, the problem is I recently fucked up and I let some news get out that wasn't supposed to get out. He was like, I kind of told everybody that James Gunn was directing Superman when that wasn't out yet. <laughs> and he was like, so he was on DCPR. I, anytime I do a podcast now, I have to go through DCPR. And he was all like, so I would love to do your podcast but you have to go through DCPR to do it. Like you have to oh, do it the proper no. way. Now here's the thing. Cause I texted, I texted, like I got this news and I immediately texted Clay. I was like, I have good news and bad news about, uh, you know, uh, about Tom King possibly be on the podcast. And so the good news is he said he's down to do it. The, the bad, bad news, news is we have to go we to have the to go people through. that basically cut us off from everything. Yeah. DC. Yeah. So that's kind of the pickle we're in. So I don't know if obviously we're not going to drop any names of who we work with, but like, I don't know if I should reach out and be like, Hey, I talked to Tom King at Comic-Con and he told me to reach out. I mean, or... you, you, you could drop, you know, the, the cred of like, Hey, I was on your DC universe infinite commercial at the very beginning yeah. with Kevin Smith. I was just wondering if I could have. Yeah. Well, <laughs> see, I tried to pull a... that kind of shit before to get the books myself yeah before like we were like before you were officially on board and stuff and i was like you know co-hosting your stuff on the other one other podcast you had and i never heard back so like Damn. i've never had a one-on-one -on -one with him so like uh with the, the contact at dc so like i'm just like oh shit so there's hope we just gotta we gotta reach out to that person and see if um you know so, okay so it's not as bad as i thought 
but okay. it is kind of bad considering just, what happened if, recently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure we've told everybody, but if some if people don't know, um, mm-hmm. we no longer get our books, uh, you know, in advance and whatnot. We are having to read these books, uh, same day as everybody else now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just for the fact that there was uh, not much growth. At the time that I had submitted things to yeah. review, it literally happened in the days after I submitted. And I wish that we could just go back and be like, hey, look at how much we've you know grown. Yeah. Now. Um, and I, I think that like maybe after a while, I'll try again, to be completely mm-hmm. honest. Um, and there wasn't any bad blood between us at all. Uh, yeah. So I, I think it should not be a problem. But I could see it being like, Oh, you're that one podcast that we took those yeah. away from. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's where we are. But Tom King says he's fucking down. So, like, that's, that's awesome. awesome. So, uh, hopefully, in the near future, in year five, well, going into year five, uh, hopefully at some point we'll be able to get Tom King on here because I think there's so much we would want to ask him that's not even just comics related. Uh, I would love to ask him about just the industry in general. Uh, yeah. I would love to talk to him what he thinks about. People either loving his stuff or hating his stuff. Get his opinion on that. Uh, Because I'm sure he has opinions. And, um, you know, just everything else that's going on. I would love to see what he thinks about floppies. He's probably on the side of floppies. But, you know, uh, I do want to talk to somebody like that, too. Um, So, yeah, hopefully uh, send us some good vibes, some good wishes. And hopefully we'll get Tom King on the podcast at some point. Um, But, yeah, that was uh, what happened at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. So that was really cool. Right after that, I went to the hentai booth and I bought some hentai. Because I was just like, I went and I, I was like, I, I saw this. I was captivated by it. <laughs> but here's the thing. I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask the guys here that are working. And I'm going to tell them to sell me on a book. And I was all like, hey. I was all, so obviously there's a lot of nice art here. I was like, what's the best fucking story? And the dude there fucking went off. He was like, oh, yeah. you want a story? He was like, I got you. <laughs> and he started explaining this fucking story. He was like, it's got a little bit of everything. He's like, but man, the plot twist and all this stuff. And he was going off. And I was like, all right, bro, you sold me. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. I was like, I'll support. Fuck it. And uh, sorry about that. Because I felt like I, I, I didn't buy anything, man. Like, usually when I go to Comic-Con, I'm a consumer. I like to buy shit. And uh, I just wanted to fucking buy something random. Because I, I kind of owed it to my chat. Because I fucking didn't buy something 18 plus at AX. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, let me do it at Comic-Con, and I'll just fucking talk about it on stream or something like that. So I'll talk about it on stream. But, um, yeah, I thought that was pretty fucking funny. And then after that, I just fucking went to go meet some friends, and then, uh, you know, we had some lunch at some nice little Mexican spot. And, uh, yeah, man, that was kind of it. Uh, it's Comic-Con is still going on, but it was packed on Thursday, which is usually pretty chill on Thursdays. Um, but there was a lot going on. Ninja Turtles uh, had a offsite with the turtle van, which was kind of cool, and they were giving out free pizza. So nice. like that was a kind of a cool thing. Uh, that '70s show was like the 25th anniversary every year, some shit like that. And like oh, that was shit. there. Uh, they had the car and like you know kind of shit like that. Bunch of shows I've never seen before. Quantum Leap and like some Vampire One and Shogun and all these other things that were popping off. Um, Adult Swim was fucking going crazy. They had a lot of shit going on. Um, but yeah, man, the only thing is, like, you just didn't see celebrities. Um, but for the most part, like, Comic-Con felt like Comic-Con, which was uh, pretty insane. And it's only, it, it was only Friday. Like, I mean, or today's only Friday as of recording this. So, I don't know. I told uh, my friends that were there, I was like, if I get a good hotel next year, I'll go again. Because, like, I liked it. Uh, I am definitely 
my body's getting tired of walking everywhere all the time during those things. <laughs> I will say that, but I just had like a super far away hotel and I think it really hurts your experience. So, yeah. Um, anyways, so that's, that's the Comic-Con news, but, um, not a lot of news going on outside of Comic-Con. We were hoping today was going to be like a big, like, Oh my God, we're going to talk about all the news. We weren't anticipating a writer strike and an actor strike happening at the same time. So, uh, not a lot of news. But from what I'm hearing right now, or what I've seen that has come out, I'm not very, uh, what's the word, encouraging uh, possible Aquaman 2 delays. Which, yeah. Why? At this uh, point? It's basically due to the strikes. It's uh, yeah. it, We will talk about a project, uh, the projections for Blue Beetle here in a second. Mm -hmm. But it's due to those projections and realizing, like, hey, like... People may not be going to see movies right now. Yeah. And uh, the vast majority of people are siding with these writers and actors and, you know, being in solidarity with them and kind mm -hmm. of punishing the studios for it, which they rightfully should yeah. uh, in some capacity. Now, again, the writers and actors do want you to support these films. Yeah. But if there is some, you know, small little dings that we can give to the studio, you know, go ahead and do it. Um mm -hmm. I don't know if a lot of you have heard, but smaller studios have agreed with all of the demands of writers and actors. And yeah. so the uh, WGA and uh, SAG-AFTRA have signed on to 39 films with smaller studios like A24. Mm -hmm. um, so movies are still going to be coming out. There are a lot of indie films, but big studio stuff has come to a complete halt. Yeah. Well, A24 has had some of the hottest films in the last few years. So, yeah. Uh, good on them for you know giving into the demands or whatever oddly enough man one of my uber drivers was a director uh he was like i'm doing uber because of the strike and i'm like what the God fuck damn. he was like yeah i was directing a movie we had to stop because of the actors and writers strike and my studio that i worked for was going to shoot a pilot and we had to cancel that too and i was like damn wow. and so like we actually had a conversation because i was telling him about like the one i told him about the one thing that i was like the weird thing, one of the weird demands for me, man, was like, yeah, like they want more writers. Like, if there's extra episodes or something like that, I was like, can you explain that to me? Because like, I wouldn't want more writers coming in on my show. I was like, I would just pick up the slack. And he was like, oh, that's just because like you're on set. He was like, it's it's for that reason because a lot of people on sitcoms, like writers, have to be there because if the land, if the joke isn't funny, we have to rewrite it immediately and do it on set. And he was like, so that's just like. Not everybody wants to be on set every single fucking day. And I was yeah. like, oh, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, I get it. And he also said, he was like, you also think there's a lot of writers? He was like, there's not a lot of writers. And so he was like, there's less than you would think. And so he kind of made that point. But I was like, all right, man. But like realistically, what do you think they're going to get and not going to get? And he thinks the residuals, they're not going to get that for streaming. He was like, I don't think that's going to happen. He was all, because where's the money going to come from? He was like, you know, Netflix and all these people, they're making money, but they're also making a bunch of productions. So they're going to be like, and we also have to pay residuals. He was like, I don't think that's going to happen. He was like, the one thing they need to hold out for is the AI stuff. He was like, that yeah. has, they have to hold out. They cannot give in on that. He was like, because if they do, it fucks over every small actor for the rest of eternity. Yeah. And so uh, it's intense, man. He says, he was like, nothing's going to happen to October. Like he was like dead set on that. He was like, nothing until October, I guarantee it. I was like, fuck. So pretty crazy, man. Like I said, he, again, 
I don't think a big director is going to be doing Uber, right? So people don't realize how many small directors there are. And this guy has to, you know, fucking do an Uber. If I wanted to, I could probably go through my Uber stuff and find out like what he's done. I didn't want to do that. Um, but he knew a lot about what was going on. So it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, but do we really think the writers and actor strike is the problem with DC right now? I don't think so. No, I, I don't think so either. Uh, I've had a lot of my friends be like, hey, if you guys don't believe the DC brand has anything to do with this, mm -hmm. then you're living in a pipe dream. And yeah. I kind of agree. Um, it's kind of just been muddied, unfortunately. And I'm not entirely sure. I think, honestly, and we've had this discussion before, but I think we have to wait until Superman. Mm -hmm. uh, Superman is going to be the make it or break it movie for how DC is going to be looking from here on out. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people will give it a shot for the fact that it is a James Gunn movie. I think that word of mouth will get people be like, oh, the same person who did Guardians is making Superman? That's awesome. And yeah. they'll go see Superman. But it's after that as well. So we'll we'll have mm -hmm. to wait and see. Um, uh, this whole thing about delaying Aquaman, though, is, is very interesting. Um, because if you delay Aquaman, then, like... I guess you don't have to delay Superman, but yeah. it's just, it's so odd. Like, I don't know how long they're going to delay it, you know? Yeah. Um, if they even do, because I think it's still under consideration. I don't think mm -hmm. it's actually going to happen as of right now, but they are considering it. Um, but one thing that we have heard is that both cameos, um, mm -hmm. Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton, has now been officially cut from... Uh, Aquaman 2 after yeah. its third set of reshoots. Yeah, it's they did, insane. They've done three sets of reshoots. And the reasoning behind it, uh, there was a quote saying that James Gunn and uh, uh, oh shit, Saffron did not want to give anybody hope for what might happen in the future of yeah. DC um, in regards to whether Keaton would come back or Ben Affleck. Yeah. Again, it makes uh, the ending of the Flash. It makes no <laughs> fucking sense, man. Like, the, if if you were gonna tell me that nothing matters, so I was trying to like again. I tell this to everybody. I'm back on Instagram slowly but surely, and I see there's a lot of comic news on there, and a lot of it's bullshit. And I saw somebody, and I, I tried to fucking like find this, and I could not find it. I don't have Blue Sky, so I doubt it was on Blue Sky. But I could have sworn it was on threads. I didn't see it. Saying James Gunn has confirmed that DC continuity starts at Superman Legacy. And I was like, I didn't see that anywhere. I could not fucking find that. And I yeah. looked on Twitter and I looked on his threads account. Um, so I'm going to call bullshit there because I didn't see that. Um, but if that's the case, then, I mean, you're just putting a nail in the coffin for both of Aquaman and Blue Beetle. Like, because again, yeah. it's like we were saying, nope. Everybody already thought when that DC slate came out, oh, so these four movies don't matter. And then he was like, oh no, Flash resets everything. And then you end the Flash with fucking Clooney. And it's just like, okay. Also, by the way, is Flash already on HBO Max? Because the clips are everywhere and people are just talking shit. I think so. I'm going to double check. Yeah, because I've seen the intro, the baby part, all over Twitter. And the only thing is that I, everybody's shitting on Gal Gadot's cameo. 
They're like, Ugh, she's so uncharismatic and she's so terrible. She acts like a wet blanket. And I'm almost like, what did you want her to do? She just saved them really quick. Would you want her to fucking make out with them or what? Like, I don't understand what was going on there. <laughs> like, uh, it, co- correct me if I'm wrong, Clay, but has Wonder Woman ever been this super charming, charismatic character? Like, I understand she's hopeful and stuff like that, but I don't understand. Like, they act like she's the fucking life of the party. I'm not entirely sure where people are getting this idea that, like, she has to be the showstopper, the yeah. show stealer, whenever mm-hmm. she pops in anywhere. Um, I guess from the one cameo that she had in BVS, where yeah. she had Which that was epi- amazing. It was an epic entrance. Um, I am looking all over the DC portion of Max, and it mm-hmm. is nowhere. So okay. uh, I know that it is, I think, available for VOD. So I think you can rent it. Um, okay. Can you buy can, it already? I think you might. I think you might okay. be able to. Yeah. 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 So I don't know what's going on there, man. Um, I had, I've just seen clips all over the place. So uh, I know a lot of people are clipping it and, um, you know, you know, just talking about it on Twitter. But yeah, I've seen the Wonder Woman clip all over the place. And then people are saying that the Batman scene is amazing, but they're talking shit on the suit. And like, you know. Yeah, it. I've I've seen a lot of people, mostly Snyder Bros, mm-hmm. hating Bruce's dialogue in yeah. uh in the bridge scene with Wonder Woman. Yeah, uh, little do they know, Ben Affleck himself. I just learned this the other mm-hmm. day. Ben Affleck rewrote that entire scene, so all Oof. of that that is like the the scene that you actually see. He wrote yeah. that dialogue. Yeah. So I so I don't know like if you because there's always in majority of movies, especially superhero movies, there's always moments where I'm like, oh, you should have took that out. Uh, and one of the ones in in BBS, which I loved, uh, well, I didn't love this scene, but I love BBS, was the scene when he gets caught downloading the information and he's like, oh, where's the bathroom? Uh, love those shoes. Like it just felt so awkward. And I'm like, that dialogue's weird. Uh, you don't see Snyder Bros talking shit about that that dialogue, you know? Um, yeah. And, like, yeah, it, hearing that he rewrote all that is really weird. Because, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Did he want his Aquaman moment? Because Aquaman had the same thing happen to him in, in Justice League. So. Oh, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. He sat on sure. that thing, so. Yeah. I, I don't understand what's going on there. But, um, you know, and it, I'm interested, first of all, well, I guess I guess Muschietti didn't write that, so I guess maybe he didn't have a problem with it. But I mean, if, if that was all of Ben Affleck, I might have been a little scared that he might have directed Batman, because I'm also not a big like funny Batman guy. So yeah. I'm curious what what Ben Affleck's vision would have been there, because again, we heard rumors a long time ago that him and Jeff Johns weren't working well together. Yeah, and so maybe Jeff Johns was like, "Dude, that's not Batman." To be fair, I'm trusting Jeff Johns about knowing Batman over fucking Ben Affleck, who was yeah. Batman. Like, uh, Jeff Johns has been writing the source material that Ben Affleck has to read. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, uh, I'm gonna trust. I'm gonna default to Jeff Johns there for who knows Batman. But yeah, I don't know. That's weird. I didn't. I'm just learning about that. But yeah, I just seen a lot of people talking about that. Aquaman two delays. Dude, nothing's good about that film apparently. Like, we heard James Wan had a worse experience filming this movie than he did on Fast 7, 
which yeah. is he like wanted to get the hell out of there and he did um and so like that's crazy to hear and that was before james gunn so people can't blame that on gun they're going to though they're gonna yeah. look at his terrible his terrible uh you know work and blah blah, blah. Um, so I don't know if that was like Hamada coming down on them being like, this needs to be different, yada, yada. I don't, I don't even know, but it's so weird, man, because everybody's, I'm seeing the Snyder bros blame James Gunn and they're praising, uh, DeLuca or what are the other two that are doing the non, uh, Abney and DeLuca. Yeah. Yeah. They're sucking their dicks. They're like, they were going to bring back Cavill and Ben Abbott. We're going to get the Snyder verse again. Like they're like saying that they were the saving grace. And it's just like, bro, what? They're the ones that fucked up Aquaman, if anything, because they were yeah. there. And um, so I don't know, man. It's just so funny. I, I've been, I, I constantly, as much as I try to avoid Snyder Bros, they just find a way. They're like cockroaches. They They're everywhere, dude. They're yeah, everywhere. It's crazy. I didn't see too many at Comic-Con. If I did, they're hiding in plain sight. I just don't know. They're not wearing Snyder gear unless I missed it completely. Uh, I did see a few Green Arrow fans, which was interesting. But, like, <laughs> CW Green Arrow. So, like, I was like, oh, they had the full suits on and everything, which is crazy. Um, but, yeah, man. But Aquaman, it's – I'm already expecting Aquaman to flop. Like, I'm just – you know. but the funny thing is, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the only one that would make money. I don't know why. Well, but, it's it, – for the idea that Aquaman 1 made a billion dollars, yeah. you know? I think well, that's the only, and I think that's the only reason why there is a consideration to yeah. delay that one is like, yeah. hey, the first one was successful. This is probably our saving grace as far as making any money mm -hmm. with DC films. So that's probably why they're considering it. Yeah. And people love Jason Momoa. They just yeah. love him. Um, but I don't know. It's going to depend on that first trailer, man. If it, if it comes off as cringe, because we're hearing it's a buddy cop kind of comedy or whatever. Um, I don't know. It's going to depend on that first. The, every trailer has to hide Amber Heard. You cannot show Amber Heard in any trailer. I don't yeah. care if she's a good part of the film or anything like that, which I don't think she is. You cannot show her. Uh, you need people to forget about that completely. But I don't. Again, I don't give a shit about uh, Aquaman. But hearing that Blue Beetle is on track to make twelve million dollars opening week, I'm kind of sad about that. This was very disheartening. Yeah. Um, it was tracking beforehand to make anywhere from 50 to 75, yeah. which I mean, it's a uh, not a well-known character. Mm -hmm. You know, it's an origin story like it's to be expected. If it was going to make that money, I was going to be like, OK, hey, we got the projections and it's only up from here mm -hmm. to now after the strike started seeing that the only projections are showing anywhere from 12 to 15 million dollars yeah that is insane yeah man i'm telling you um i don't think for dc i don't think names matter i genuinely don't think momoa if momoa is a huge fucking name if aquaman yeah. flops as bad as flash and what blue beetle seems like it's gonna be name power doesn't mean shit in my opinion for dc um and i think that's why you should just reset everything um yeah. because yeah i just don't uh i don't know man it's just so wild um i feel bad for blue beetle man like
one, it's the first Latino superhero, like majority all Latino cast and crew, which is amazing. We'll be there. We'll be watching it. Yeah. But, you know, uh, it just sucks. Like, I don't know. And it, it's kind of the, one of the things that I'm worried about, man. It's just like, are we really thinking? And I know this isn't true because the Batman made money. The Joker's made money. So it has to be something with the DCEU um, on why people aren't watching this. Like, because people, there are DC fans that will go out and watch it, but do DC fans only like serious shit? Like, is that the problem? I don't know, man. Like, it's it's so funny. There's this argument always about, mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, we can finally get a hopeful Superman. Like, oh, like you said, we can't have a funny Batman. Yeah. And there is a median. There's mm -hmm. an in-between in every story. People can be serious while also having comedic relief, right? Yeah. And I think it's so dumb to hate something so much because it's not exactly the way that you want it. Yeah. And I just think, honestly, uh, in regards to Zack Snyder's Justice League five-year plan or whatever, five-movie mm -hmm. plan, I think a lot of people were looking for a fun time. Mm -hmm. while Zack Snyder had a lot of doom and gloom in hopes to have like a brighter future. Yeah. That's what that's he wanted the low point before the high point. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people just didn't dig it. Uh, yeah. And I, I think that we just have to start off having fun. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, hopeful for blue beetle because everything that I've seen, it looks like a fun movie. Mm -hmm. So if we are getting Blue Beetle, Jaime Reyes, Sholo uh, Maradona in the new DC universe, like I'm, I'm for that. Yeah, but it's it's all dependent on how Superman looks and where that puts us moving forward. Yeah, I'm also curious if DC fans are like have hard ons for Rotten Tomato ratings, like they need a 90 to go watch it. I've I've had this conversation a lot. Uh, you know, we've had the discussion on whether it is bullshit or not. Does it really matter? Yeah. Um, and a lot of people have this argument of it doesn't matter to the people who religiously follow the movie industry. Yeah. But it does matter for the random person down the street, whether they hear if it's a good movie or not. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You know? Yeah. And unfortunately, that random person down the street that is going to decide on the Rotten Tomato score mm -hmm. is the majority of people who are going to be making your movie money. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, the Flash really changed my perspective of general audience, man. Cause like I, I genuinely thought that was a movie that parents were just going to take their kids to go watch because it has Batman, it has super, like a Superman type of character. And it has, like, The Flash. And I'm like, dude, I, I could just go have my kids plop down and watch this movie for two and a half hours and get out of the house. You know what I mean? And doesn't fucking look like that happened. So, like, no. it's just, it's crazy that, again, I mean, now, granted, there is a small argument to be made that a lot of movies that are, that are supposed to be blockbusters are not doing well this year. Yeah. Um, so, now, granted, they're all franchises that have been done into the ground. Uh, I think Barbie and Oppenheimer are looking pretty positive uh, when it comes yeah. to the box office. I heard Mission Impossible is doing well worldwide, 
I don't know how it's doing uh, domestically. It is falling just below projections. Okay. Uh, but it had a good enough like first weekend mm-hmm. to kind of like just ride it steady. Okay. Um, but it is doing well uh, everywhere else. Yeah. So and and that's that's the real problem. I just said this year was way too crowded. Um, yeah. when it comes to the summer blockbuster box office. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is just the outcome of what happened with COVID. Like everything was delayed and they're like, okay, we need to find a spot for these movies. We need to get them out as, you know, as soon as possible to make as much money to kind of, you know, uh, make up for what we lost th- through the two years of COVID or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they just decided to throw everything this summer. And it bit them in the ass. Yeah, it's. Um, I wonder if a lot of things. I wonder if they were also contemplating the writers and actors strike. So they were probably like, "We got to fucking get everything out." You know what yeah. I mean? Um, from hearing what what they're going on, dude. Like it's funny because I, I that was like the, the talking point of Comic Con was the actors strike and the writers strike. Like anybody I talked to, like everybody had opinions on it. My wow. friend drives. She lives in L.A. She drives by Paramount every day to go to work and she sees them like every single day. She was like, dude, I saw the trees. That's so fucked up what they did. And because um, she was like, those aren't owned by Paramount. Those are city trees. So like well, the the uh, the city suing them. Yeah. Yeah. Which I hope they fucking sue them well, because uh, those trees look like shit. Like they they butchered those trees. They didn't trim them. They butchered them. And uh, so, yeah, it's pretty, pretty fucking crazy, man. Um, I know some people are kind of like, there's rumors, and obviously we can't uh, claim on it. It's all allegations at this point. But, like, Tom Cruise is trying to get okay to keep promoting his movies. Whereas they're like, it's a strike, bro. You need to fucking strike. He's trying to get the permissions kind of like A24 got, you know. And Bob Odenkirk, like, somebody asked them. They didn't say Tom Cruise, but everybody's kind of saying it's Tom Cruise. Um, but Bob Odenkirk was all like, we're fucking striking. He was like, strike. It sucks for you. It sucks for us. It sucks for everybody. He's like, but you got to fight now. Like we got to fight for the future. Like it's not going to be a happy time. Like, strike. Yeah. like don't promote anything. And so it's wild, man. It's a, it's a definitely a crazy time. Um, I can only imagine. I saw that blue beetle suit in person, by the way, it looks fucking amazing. Um, it it looks so dope. I took a photo and I put it on my Instagram, but like I took a weird angle of it. So it looks really long. Like it looks like, and obviously it's, it's just a mannequin, (laughs) right? So it looks really long, but like, it looks great in person. So, um, you know, I really want to see that on the big screen. I can't wait to watch the movie. It just sucks that like, this is all going on. They can't promote it. I did see them giving out, they partnered with Reese's to give out blue beetle candies. So that was kind of cool. That wasn't going on when I was there. I would have loved to get some candy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I saw that was going on. Today is like the official day where a lot of the promotions are going on. I know Pet Cemetery. I was following uh, this DC account or SDCC account on Twitter. Like Pet Cemetery has people going around fucking in like pet masks and like, you know, uh, doing like death drums and shit. It's, it's like wild stuff. That's what I love about SDC. Like the marketing is insane there. But it just sucks that like they could have probably they probably would have went all out for Blue Beetle had like these yeah. things not going on had been going on uh, maybe even uh, you know they might have had a panel but you know unfortunately we didn't get any of that um, which sucks but 
Yeah, man, I don't know. Um, I, I don't really have any hope for DC right now. Not until Superman, which is unfortunate. Maybe Commandos when that comes out. But it's not going to, that's not going to be like a, it's just going to be like a Max show, right? So yeah. like, you know, I don't think anybody's really going to talk about it. They'll probably talk about it the way they talk about like Harley Quinn, you know? Um, but uh, I don't see them like, it's not going to be like into the Spider-Verse kind of shit, you know? Unless it is, yeah. that'd be awesome, but I doubt it. I mean, I, we all know that Into the Spider-Verse is James Gunn's favorite D, like favorite superhero film. Yeah, yeah. So I think he does have like a really big heart for animation. Yeah. Um, it's going to be very interesting how that turns out. Um, yeah. Cause we've also heard that he has big plans for wonder woman in animation. Mm -hmm. So uh, to see where that's going to be landing in the future, I think that's going to be very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see, man. Um, I will say, I saw these uh, two older dudes uh, did, uh, they had these really awesome Adam West and Robin costumes. What is, uh, I forget the actor that played Robin. Oh, uh, uh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, but uh, they had like, he had the classic suit. They were so well done, man. It was, it was awesome. Um, this is one thing I love about Comic-Con. Everybody was kind of had crazy, crazy costumes. And it, that was only the first two days. So uh, I'm sure it's going to get crazy today, tomorrow. Um, but yeah, man, that's pretty much a lot of the news. I know, I think we already covered that both of the Batman scenes have been cut from Aquaman. Yeah. Um, there was visuals of the end credit scene that was supposed to happen at the end of The Flash, I believe. Yeah. With Batman having a, a black version of the blue suit that he had with a bigger emblem, a bigger, basically the... It's, it's the... One, right? I think it's the yeah the the gray and silver yeah uh, suit that he had in the Snyder cut yeah yeah so um curious on where that was gonna go was that the scene that you were talking about yeah it's the original scene of him like saying Barry what did you do and yeah. he was lost in the multiverse yeah yeah so um I wonder if those will be on the DVD you think you think they hold off oh, on them? I, I think they might hold off. I don't know if they... You think the Cavill stuff will be there? They filmed all that stuff. They did. So I would be really interested to see if they end up putting a lot of that deleted scenes in yeah. the actual DVD set. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... Uh... I just really want Gal Gadot to come back, man, because I loved her cameos. I loved her Flash cameo. I mean, not her Flash. Uh, Her Shazam cameo. Yeah. It was so good. Um, which, again, I don't know why people, again, she doesn't have any charisma or anything like that. I don't understand it. I'm not sitting here saying Gal Gadot is the greatest actress, like, uh, but I think she plays Wonder Woman just fine. Um, but I don't know. So, yeah. Uh, but other than that, not really any big entertainment news. A uh, lot of comic news. Oh, actually, before we move on to that, we actually have the vigilante stuff. So, uh, oh, Gun, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gunn has been active on threads. Uh, and he's been answering a lot of stuff. I put a bunch of screenshots in the Discord of just kind of stuff he's talked about. And somebody asked him, when are we going to be seeing this guy? And it was a photo of Vigilante from Peacemaker. And James Gunn said, before Peacemaker 2. So now we've talked about on this podcast before that, you know, uh, he's been kind of hinting at the possibility of Peacemaker being in Superman Legacy. Which is even more a possibility now that fucking the whole Justice League is in the movie. Yeah. So that could be a reason. Maybe he's going against some of the Justice League. Could be a thing. Um, yeah. Because we know Vigilante can be a crazy, badass character. 
Um, so that'll be very interesting to see. You theorize that it might be Waller. Yeah, I completely forgot about our previous conversations mm -hmm. about Vigilante and Legacy. Uh, so I had said, oh, it, he might show up in Waller also, which I do believe Waller will be before Peacemaker Season 2. Yeah. But I do believe it's going to be after Superman Legacy. Yeah. Um, the description that James Gunn gave to about Waller, he said that Team Peacemaker will be going after Waller. And mm. I mean, Team Peacemaker, that includes Vigilante. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, oh, I wonder what, who's going to be on Waller's team? She's going to have somebody fight them off. There's there's still the heavy rumors of, uh, and, and they came back because Casey Walsh was actually defending his scoop mm -hmm. that uh, Gunn wants uh, Maganello back as Destro. He's got a lot of free time on his hands, getting divorced, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder if Sophia was just done with the fucking D&D. She's like, I fall in my fucking basement. Get up, get the fuck out of here with that. So, you know, I, wonder, I hope he keeps the house because he decked that shit out. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, that's going. Everybody's getting divorced right now. So yeah. Ariana Grande, I don't know what's going on there. On her, like, fucking already dating somebody. She has she loves weird looking guys she just loves weird looking guys that's all i'm gonna say and you know what and i appreciate it i appreciate oh, it you know um I, i'm glad she likes the weird odd looking guys i, I super appreciate it but uh gives everybody hope uh but no uh but yeah i saw all of that going on i'm like what the fuck i was just looking my twitter feed was just everybody breaking up or getting together i'm like what is happening like I know there's a writer's strike going on, an actor's strike, but goddamn. <laughs> Everybody has finally time to, like, get to know their partner. Like, oh, we're, well, why are we together? Um, but, yeah, that was some wild shit going on. Uh, so, yeah, we got the vigilante stuff. Um, and, I, yeah, Deathstroke would be cool. Um, I guess maybe, yeah, putting him in a show is probably for the best. I'm just very curious on, like, the suit they're going to give Manganiello. Yeah. Because... The Snyder one looked cool. Didn't look very mobile. I, th I the practicality of it was not great. The practicality of the I will say this: the only good thing in Titans was that Deathstroke suit. Yeah. Um, and I think honestly, if you go with like the New Fifty Two, like broad shoulder pad type look mm -hmm. for Deathstroke. Or even if you go classic, like if you do the vigilante suit, but just mm -hmm. make it Deathstroke, you're good. Yeah, uh, you could also go with the one that looks kind of like chainmail, or look kind of looks like Aquaman suit. You know how he has the like yeah, the little yeah, things. Yeah. Like I know Deathstroke has a version like that. Maybe they could do something like that. Um, but yeah, you you just can't do the the blocky shoulder pad like all around the, armor. The you just armor, can't do it. yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm curious on what they'll do, but I'd be down, man. I, I think Manganiello could pull it off. Uh, I'd be interested in the, he's a big nerd. I would like him to be able to play a big nerd thing. Um, but yeah, there's no telling. Because uh, again, are we going to go with like a much older Deathstroke than like a younger Bruce Wayne maybe? Or are we getting that 40-year-old Bruce Wayne, you know? Are we getting yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal? Because um, I think it makes sense that they are going to cast like a 40-something-year-old. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, apparently, we're miles and miles away from that. So, 
you know, we'll have to be waiting and seeing on that. Uh, but moving on from that, a bunch of comic news and one that just seems cringy as hell. And I cannot believe it's true, but it's coming from CBR. And that is the normie capital of the world for comic news. Um, what is this? What's going on here? Clay? What is this comic news, man? So let's go ahead. We'll keep that one uh, for the last topic. We'll okay. have a little bit more to talk about. But the the first one that hit uh, a lot of us who subscribe to DC's newsletter, we got it first before they started uh, to post it up on social media. It was announced at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, but we are getting a Justice League crossover with legendary pictures. And people are probably wondering, that's weird. What does legendary pictures have anything to do with comics? Well, it's going to have freaking King Kong and Godzilla versus the Justice League. Yeah. It is a, uh, th they call it Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong um, is going to be the title of this crossover. It is a seven issue miniseries. And um, there are some uh, pictures out there uh, without any dialogue, of course. I will mm. share them in the comics section of our Discord just to kind of show uh, what the book could entail. There's not a whole lot of detail on like what causes the conflict, why Godzilla and Kong are uh, even out and about, why the Justice League is like are fighting them, yeah. like who caused it. You know, one thing for me is like, is is this like a Brainiac thing? Is he like manipulating something? Is yeah. is Godzilla from another world and he brought it onto the DC universe? Is this a multiversal thing? Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's a very interesting thing. Um, it does look like at one point they do visit Skull Island um, uh. from what the panels show. So it's going to be very, very interesting. Um, but I thought one of the really cool promotional things that they have... Uh, because everything kind of has to have a gimmick in some capacity. Um, there, for the first issue, there are going to be trifold covers for people to purchase, uh, and it will have a sound chip inside of that trifold. So whenever oh. you open it, there's one with Godzilla and there's one with King Kong. When you open it, there will be a Godzilla roar, just like. Oh, okay like an actual sound of a roar from Godzilla and the other one will be King Kong. So I thought that was kind of cool. It would be annoying. It would like, like that one scene from freaking, uh, uh, easy a when she like keeps on opening. The, oh yeah. The pocket full of sunshine. Like yeah. it would just get super annoying to eventually like wear out that sound chip. I think it's, it's a fun gimmick, mm. but it's really only fun for like the first three times, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They should have had some with just random Batman quotes like Alfred, Alfred, <laughs> Alfred. Like that, that would be pretty funny. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, I have made my stance on floppies, so I, I will not be buying those. But um, cool. And, you know, there's some cool stuff like that. I did say I went on this rant on Twitter recently that I have two new things I want gone in the future. One of them being floppies and two tipping culture. Because, oh, my God, coming back from San Diego Comic-Con. I tipped all my drivers like five bucks on every Uber just because I was like, I know y'all ain't getting paid shit. Like I'm probably taking a lot of drives and stuff like that. I was like, let me just be nice and just fucking do some tips. And even when I went to restaurants, I was tipping nice. Um, I just fucking hate tipping culture. I hate, I hate having to feel like 
these people super rely on it. You know what I mean? Like, I hate that feeling that I have to. Well, it's go it's at. so weird. It's so weird because nowadays everybody wants you to tip them. When yeah. I feel like there isn't like not every service needs to be tipped. Yeah, you know? I agree. Yeah, and that's just weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I was shocked when I went to go buy a fucking Starbucks and they asked me if I wanted a tip, and I was like so caught off guard that I gave them a dollar. I was like, what? what? I was like, am I in the drive-through? I'm in the no. drive-through. So here's here's something wild that I didn't even think about asking, mm-hmm. but uh, Abby, my wife, mm-hmm. uh, she had just the thought of asking somebody one day, "Hey, do y'all get the tips?" Yeah. And the person said, no, it's for the business. Yeah, that's so dumb. And I'm like, then no. Like, so from now on, whenever there is something that actually shows me, like if I'm doing like a card or whatever, and they're asking me, do you want to add a tip? I ask the person, hey, Mm -hmm. do you get this? And if they say no, then I'm not going to tip. But if they do, then I will tip something. So, yeah, you know what the problem is, though, if enough people do that, the business is going to tell them they have to say yes. And that's going to get fired. You know, that's fucked. Uh, see, when I realized that tipping was super, super fucked up was when I went to Sonic and I realized that if you actually park and a waiter brings you food, they're counted as waiters. Yeah, I didn't. I was like, what? I see you for a minute. You bring me my food and that is it. Like, you're not bringing me fresh drinks and stuff. Like, you're not a waiter. You're just a, you bring me my food. That's it. And I didn't know they worked off tips. So, like, I was never tipping. I yeah, they know. get paid just like waiters. They get paid yeah. like $2.13. That's yeah. so fucking garbage. But if you go through the drive-thru, they don't count. So, one time I tried to give this chick a tip through the drive-thru. And one of her friends like, oh, we don't do tips through the drive-thru. You shouldn't take that. And I'm just like... I just drove off because, like, I'm not dealing with that. Like, that's <laughs> it's so fucking dumb, man. So, like, I just, I hate dipping culture. Like, it's something I'm growing very, I want gone in the future. And I think some businesses are starting to pay their employees well and saying that you cannot tip here anymore, which I think is kind of cool. But I don't think the Sonics of the world are going to get on that train anytime soon. Um, but, yeah, I went on this huge rant about uh, floppies, though, because... Yeah, I just don't uh, – it's getting too much, man. I was talking to people on Tom King's line, and I was like – we were just talking. I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, I don't buy floppies anymore. I was like, but I'm going to buy this one just to get him signed. He was like, yeah, dude. He was like, I don't have enough room in my shit. He was like, I just can't. He was like, I'm going to have to kick out one of my kids soon because I need space. Like, it's just <laughs> – it's so crazy, man. I, I can't do it anymore. But um, so, yeah, so we had the, the Godzilla news. Uh, there was the Ram V news that he is now exclusive to DC for the next two years. For the next two uh, years, he did uh, get a signed contract. And, uh, like, we have said that everything else other than his Detective Comics run has been good. Yeah. Um, he he actually made Catwoman uh, readable uh, yeah. when we were when we were covering that. Um, a lot of people loved his Swamp Thing run. It mm. extended from what was originally supposed to be only a seven-issue miniseries all the way to 16, yeah. um, which is wild. Um, and I, I, I hope for the best moving forward, if he does end up, uh, getting another Batman title, um, I hope it's something that we can enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're into the super gothic stuff, you probably like his detective run, but 
as we're going to talk about later with one of the books we're covering, I don't know if Clay felt the same way I did, but I did text him about this. Sometimes, like, when you just get too wordy in books, they're just not fun to read. And, um, yeah, I, I kind of feel like that's how Detective is. But I know Ram V is a great writer, so I'm curious on where he's going to go. I also believe Dan Waters uh, had some news before Comic-Con, and uh, he said one of his, like, projects that dc got greenlit so i don't know what he's working on he's the guy that did asriel so i'm curious on where he's gonna what he's gonna be doing next but i know he's staying with dc for a bit so that's kind of cool that's exciting uh other news besides the big thing we're going to talk about when it comes to comics what else did we miss i know oh there's a new uh batwoman and batwing book that yes. is going to be coming out it's going to be called outsiders um, and they've teamed up before. They teamed up on Tynan's run. They were a big uh, partnership there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, anything to get more Batwoman. I mean, I feel like she's the one character that has been part of the LGBT community forever, and she just never gets the spotlight. So I'm glad she's getting another book um, to show how badass she is. Still would like to see her in the, like, you know, trapped in Iraq kind of story, I think would be kind of cool. Um but Did yeah, you know. know that uh is this the writer? Uh Lansing again? Uh getting another banger hopefully. Um freaking the uh uh Batman Beyond team are getting the Batwoman? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's pretty badass. Uh yeah, those those that team is great. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do with Batwoman and Batwing. Two characters that I think have potential but never get used well in my opinion. Although yeah. I think people sleep on that Batwoman run from new 52 when she was fighting La Llorona and shit. Like that was a really good run. And uh Batwoman allergy, I think it was called was also a really good uh, book as well. But you know, there's uh, people sleep on Batwoman. It just kind of sucks. Um, but uh, the biggest news that I think came out was <laughs> I don't even, I, I didn't even get to see the article. I only saw the tweet. So is there, what is the full description of this new book that's coming out? Yeah, let me actually pull it up. But uh, the, I, I feel like they did this on purpose because it is super clickbaity and super cringy all at the same time. Yeah. Um, and actually, it is literally just a live tweet from the panel. So there is uh. no article. So at the uh, Dawn of DC panel, uh, at DC Comics uh, with San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, it is, of course, Joshua Williamson. He was talking about Superman, um, and then he started to talk about Batman and Robin, which is a uh, title that we are looking forward to, but very kind of hesitant on. It w It was the one that Juice wasn't really thrilled about because Robin was going to be getting basically a Humvee. Uh, yeah, a Robin mobile. Yeah, a Robin mobile. Uh, so, you know, I think it's going to be a, an amazing uh, drawn comic because uh, I think it's uh, DeLuca that is going to be uh, doing the art. But it says here, Batman and Robin number one is coming in September. Damien will be going to high school and join the soccer team. And a female version of Hush called Shush will yeah. be introduced in the second issue. Oh boy, um, yeah. Juice. So we've <laughs> you said I can't believe Tynan is back at DC. Yeah. Um. So 
it's funny that you say that because one thing that we have always talked about when it comes to people jumping on newer books, um, especially Batman books, what's the one thing that you have to do in order to get recognized as like, oh, he's really going to be starting something. Mm-hmm. It's creating yeah. a new character. Yeah. It's always that. Um, we had uh, Snyder do it with the Batman who laughs. Yep. Um, we had, uh, uh, and even uh, Mr. Bloom uh, back in New 52. Well, Court of Owls was the biggest one. Uh, yeah, Court of yeah. Owls. Um, Tynan, we had, of course, oh, Everybody. well, with King, we had uh, Gotham Girl. Uh, mm-hmm. Gotham and Gotham Girl. Um, we had uh, Tynan with uh, uh, Punchline. Punchline. Uh, the Designer. Uh, uh, Clown Hunter. Clown Hunter. Speaker, yeah. Uh, uh, that one guy that was basically Punisher. Oh, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know? And then the, the other cybernetic chick. I can't remember her name. Oh, um, yeah. Miracle Molly. Who, again, Miracle Molly. I think all of Tynan's had potential. He just didn't write them well. Yeah. You know? Except for and, Ghostmaker. That's just a trash guy. And And so, of course, uh, even Williamson. Williamson, yeah. uh, when he started his very short run between Tynan and Chip, he created The Abyss. Yeah. Which was a really cool character and concept. The story ended very abruptly yeah. and made no sense. Um now he's coming back uh, to a Batman title, uh, Batman and Robin, and creating Shush of yeah. all characters. Um, what are your thoughts? So, for I need I need a few things from you. Mm-hmm. What are your initial thoughts? What relation does Shush have to Hush? And does this mean we get Hush in his run of Batman and Robin? Um. I thought it was a joke at first because <laughs> it just sounds like it sounds like a stupid joke we would make like honestly yeah. and I I still I'm kind of hoping CBR is just talking shit you know and it's not going to be a real thing but it doesn't surprise me you know hearing Seeley talk about how like you know people have to make new things because it's what the studio wants and all that kind of stuff Maybe it's kind of their way of rebelling and being like, look, if I can't write a good story, I'm going to write a stupid story. You know what I mean? Because you're paying me either way. Like, if I can't tell my story, I'm just going to create a new character called Shush. And, like, we're just going to roll with it. And I'm going to try to make it good, but I'm not, you know, I don't care. Um, which is another reason why, like, if, he, if, if creators aren't going to own their own characters, they're not going to have their heart fully in it, you know? You have to really yeah. love comics to want to be able to do that. Um, but if you're not going to give them creative control of the story, at least, and you're gonna be like, no, you can't do that. And also we need new characters. I could see people making stupid shit like that. Um, but with Williamson, like what he did in that Batman run, that, that very short Batman run, doesn't surprise me that he would make something called Shush because he brought back the code of heroes or whatever, which was so random. And then, you know, it just kind of came out of nowhere and then ended. Um, but that everybody knows that whole thing was made just so they could launch Shadow War and uh, the new Batman Incorporated. It's the only reason why Williamson did that. There was no yeah. purpose for that story. Um, but yeah, I, I I thought it was a joke. Um, I would I would be it would be stupid to say that she's 
called Shush and Hush is not in the book. I think that would be dumb. At least you have to give people Hush now. Because then what, like, what is, there has to be some kind of relation. It's probably going to be, like, his daughter or he kidnapped a kid and, like, redid her whole face and made her into, like, look like him or something like that. And what is she going to do? Is she going to walk around with, like, scarves around her face so nobody sees her? Like, she's going to be, like, emo kid, like, fucking nobody sees me. I, I know there is going to be some stupid stereotype in, like, the high school scene mm-hmm. that's going to be her secret identity. Yeah. But he already kind of gave us the high school gang in the Robin book. Like, he, he dated the emo chick, you know, essentially. Yeah. She literally stole his heart and, like, all of that kind of shit. And so, I I don't know. I mean, uh <laughs> It still blows my mind that he created that clone son of Deathstroke and killed him immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and then Deathstroke was like, ah, I gotta destroy the whole world and destroy the whole Justice League because my clone son. The fucking stupidest premise. Like, uh, again, man, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it came out like 10 years from now. If all the people at DC were like, dude, to be honest, we had a bet who could write the stupidest shit and get away with it. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to write this dumb shit and go into an all-out war for an event that we have to do uh, instead of having some solid freaking planning. I don't really know. Um, but, yeah, dude, that's just... That is up there with Freeze Pop and Snow Cone or whatever they were James Tynan called the, you know, Mr. Freeze Kids. Um, which was like Shush and that man, I, I don't think anything's ever gonna beat what was it? Cancel culture and um the ones Marvel did, like Oh, uh Snowflake and yeah. uh I can't remember what the other one was. Yeah, I don't know. Those are the fucking worst names ever, dude. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're hey, trying to so, do. There. So, speaking of uh, writers that we're talking about and yeah. uh, what they did for, for Batman, uh, James Tynan wins best writer at the Eisners. Wow, for his indies? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Nice. That's probably his first one. I don't know if uh, Something's Killing the Children won anything last year. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah. Yeah, interesting. Um, that I this is the first time I've ever heard of this writer, but she's getting a lot of uh pull right now because she's doing that spin off of Hack and Slash that is our Hack and Shack or whatever that is yeah. um, uh Tim Seeley's uh book. I didn't know it was running for so long. You you mentioned that. But I guess this is a spin off, that's why his name's not on it. But I could have sworn if you create something, your name is always on it. So I don't know what's happening there. Um but I was, because uh, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, you're not even reading her stuff. I saw, she's kind of cute. Like, I was like, no, <laughs> what? Because she, I saw her, like, take a photo uh, in front of, like, she had this huge-ass billboard of her, like, first drawing that she did or whatever. Like, because if nobody's ever been to Comic-Con, they have these really tall uh, billboards, like, for the for the booths. And it's one of her paintings, and she was like, or one of her drawings. She's like, yeah, and I drew this, blah, blah, blah. She had a story with it. But she took a selfie in front of it. I was like, yo, she's cute. Um, nice. But I kind of want to like, uh, I haven't read a lot of Seeley's indie stuff. Um, the art on that stuff looks cool. I thought it kind of gave me zombie vibes. And I was like, Ugh, more zombie stuff. 
But I don't think it has anything to do with zombies. So I think it's just like a bunch of characters beating the shit out of other people or something like that. So um, I have no idea what it's about. If anybody in the chat has actually read it and you think it's good or not, let me know. Um, but uh, yeah, it seems um, like that is getting a lot of praise. But I believe she was nominated. I don't know if she was nominated for Best Writer, but she was definitely nominated for something because she mentioned the Eisners. She was like, wish me luck at the Eisners tonight. So, um, oh, I guess she's probably an artist. So, but yeah. now she's also going to be a writer. So, I don't know. So, best of luck there. Um, but I don't think there's any more comic news unless we missed out on anything. I don't believe so. All right. So, we're going to move on to questions, ladies and gentlemen. Now, um, we've been hella busy, so Clay wasn't able to ask in the Discord. So, we are going to just be pulling from the YouTube um, this time around, which we have a few. Well, let me go ahead and actually sort by newest and uh first up we have clay what could potentially help dc expand the most rebooting the dcau on cartoon network taking over the mobile gaming market um great original games having collabs with content giants like wwe nba and mr beast can't believe mr beast is a content giant nowadays which is crazy <laughs> but i mean they're not wrong um I mean, Cartoon Network's... Well, isn't, like, Cartoon Network, like, laying everybody off right now? Uh, Cartoon Network is officially dead. Oh, is um, that, like, for sure? For uh, sure? The, yeah, so uh, David Zaslov uh, mm. murdered it. Uh, they took their last company photo uh, this past week. Mm. Uh, it, it blocked off, like, freaking two ways of a four-way street. Yeah. Um, it was that big of a staff that took a picture in front of the building. Um, but I think like a majority of them, uh, I say a majority, I have no entire clue, but I mm. think some of them still live on as far as like creators at max, uh, for adult swim and stuff like that. Um, so I don't know if, uh, rebooting, uh, the stuff on Cartoon Network would be a thing. I think more so what it would entail because of the signed uh, contracts with Amazon Prime, mm -hmm. I think you would have to remake the DCAU over at Amazon. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah, I uh, mobile gaming, they have mobile games. So... That really, I don't think you're going to dominate there. Granted, they did kind of show like a new game or something that's going to be coming out. Yeah, that... they they showed the Batman Who Laughs. Uh, yeah. It was literally like, I think, a 20-second video. Mm -hmm. um, the art looked very reminiscent of, like, if any of y'all have played Ultimate Spider-Man, um, mm -hmm. really old school, like, very comic booky, uh, bubbly type of look. Um, it looked like that. Um, but it, there was zero context of the actual yeah. uh, uh, video. And then there was a screenshot of what looked like a wallpaper, like just concept art, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and even that didn't give enough context to be like, hey, what is this game about if it's a game? Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's very unclear what the mobile gaming scene for DC is like, because uh, Injustice 2 is still something that is very playable. Uh, I know that they have like DC Legends was something that I tried to play uh, from time to time. It was basically a pay to win game. And yeah. then I signed up for this thing called DC Heroes and Villains, which was announced at DC Fandom. 
uh, I think the first DC fandom. Mm-hmm. I pre-registered for it. I downloaded it because it went live this week. It's a freaking puzzle game. Like freaking, uh, it, when I say puzzle, I literally, it's like bejeweled. It is freaking uh, Candy Crush. Yeah. Like it is well, literally. Is it like Dokken or no? Uh, is it no. more like Candy Crush? It's more like Candy Crush. Like wow. you're literally like putting three colors together, five colors Lame. together. And like the the more you do attacks your enemy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a gotcha game also. So you have yeah. like characters with like different stars as ranks oh, okay. or whatever. So it's a gotcha game as well. Um, and I'm just like, this was fun for like the tutorial. And yeah. now I'm done with it. Um, so I'm not entirely sure what you can do in mobile gaming. Uh, recently with the uh, actual, uh, D- we've talked about it recently, the DC card game. Mm. Um, the betas went so well that they did an actual open beta now. Yeah. So anybody can play it now. Um, but that's only for PC. Uh, I think it does have a UI that can eventually be pushed to a mobile uh, gaming, but they have no idea. Like there hasn't been any news of it going to phone at all. Yeah. Yeah. um, I don't think crossing over with like the NBA and stuff would benefit DC at all. They already put their movie trailers in between the commercials of NBA games and stuff like that. WWE shows. Um, And I don't think Mr. Beast would bring any value to DC in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Unless, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I did this thing with DC, and then he gets, like, killed in a movie or something. Like, you know, so, you know, people are like, oh, go watch Mr. Beast in this, you know, the Flash movie or whatever. Um, which I'm surprised, like, he hasn't been put in, like, Marvel or something. Like, I think they would just do a cheesy cameo like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and But, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just don't think that would work. I think, yeah, I mean, if Cartoon Network existed still. Um, but that's where you'd have to i think rebooting is the only thing that would build them more because i think the good animation will always get like eyes on it you know yeah so. uh we do have one reply to this that said okay. shine the bat signal onto the moon okay all right <laughs> that's that's your big hype for for dc promotion i mean it would get people talking if you could pull that off realistically uh which would be crazy um it's not i mean i think at that point just use just have samsung do it for you i mean they you know they were doing that whole thing where you zoom into the moon and it ai generated the moon for you oh yeah like that big scandal that they got going on so i mean if they do the bat signal you might may as well uh moving on we got alexis barrera says would gun giving snyder his own small trilogy green arrow for example appease the cultists or make them even more upset i can never tell with them i was thinking about this because i saw this because we've talked about snyder getting green arrow before we have It, it would be terrible it would be a terrible idea. Not that he couldn't do a good movie. It would be terrible because it would give the cultists hope. Yeah, it would give the cultists hope. Um, I think they would call... It's so funny. Um, the cult, like, attack their own more so than anybody else in the yeah. world. Um, they've gone back and forth on hating Henry Cavill. They've gone back and forth on hating Ben Affleck. They've gone mm-hmm. back and forth on hitting, uh, hating... Uh, freaking Gal Gadot. Um, so I think if Snyder were to agree to be like, hey, I'll do a Green Arrow movie, everybody would just hate Snyder. And people would be like, isn't he the whole entire reason why you made this cult to begin with? Yeah. You're like, oh, he's a snake. He he gave he gave up to the man and blah, 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 blah. Like, that's yeah. what it ended up being. Um, 
but in all honesty, I, I do think that it would be bad. Um, because the entire conversation around the cult would come back. Yeah. And in all honesty, ever since Gunn has taken uh the 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 captain's chair, basically, mm-hmm. uh the co-captain's chair, I've seen less and less conversation about other people hating the cult mm-hmm. on my feeds. There has been okay. less discourse about it because they're just like, oh, there is a there is a shining beacon of light. There is yeah. a there's greener grass that we can look forward to. There's mm-hmm. no longer a I hate this DC, I hate the fans and everything else. Um, yeah. And apparently, uh, I'm still w- waiting to find some time to actually go see it. I know you will too. Apparently, Barbie has a Snyder Cut joke. I heard that. Like, I, and I heard people bitching about it already. Like, oh, they fucking made fun of it. I was like, oh my god, dude. I, you know what? I saw somebody say that. Like, oh yeah, they're disrespecting Scott Snyder. Like, he's the greatest. I'm like, I every time I see somebody defending like Zack Snyder, sorry, Saint Scott. Uh, I just want to be like, I just want to type. He's not gonna fuck you, bro. Like, I just want to type that every <laughs> single time because it seems like that's how they defend him nowadays. Um. I just, uh, I don't know, man. But I I don't know when. I want to try to go see it sometime this week. But I do have a lot of, you know, I took a few days off. So I need to catch up on a lot of stuff. And I got to get working on the new channel because I've just been so busy. So um, if I have time, I, I do want to try to go watch it at some point. Um, I know I'm going to watch Ninja Turtles with my niece. My brother wants me to go. Me and my brother had this iconic photo when we were younger of us being in Ninja Turtles, like costumes. Nice. And I, we're gonna take my niece to go watch it, and I think he said he wanted to recreate that photo with her. So was was it the classic like, uh, like plastic masks with the with the small ribbon band? Yeah. So like it was like the nose part or something, like the nose mouth part, and like yeah, put, you, it covered your eyes, and then you had like the size, and I think you had a belt or something like that. I think nice. I think you had a backpack too. I don't know. I don't remember. But um, I don't know if he's going to buy, like, extra stuff to try to do that or what. But, yeah, we have this, like, iconic photo as us as kids doing that. Because we, we had, like, every Ninja Turtle ever. Only time I ever went to church was to get a new Ninja Turtle toy. So, like, um, and, I, and we had so many at that point. Because I, I remember it clear as day. My grandparents were like, you, we take you to church and you get a toy. We went to Toys R Us right after church. And me and my brother bought, like, the news boss of April. Like, who fucking cares about that guy and, like, some other random-ass fucking thing? Because we already had April. We already had all the different Ninja Turtles. So we were buying, like, the fucking D-list characters because, like, we're like, oh, okay. And That's then awesome. one day my grandma just gave them all away. <laughs> we are just like, no! <laughs> um, so that fucking sucked. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, let me go back to the next question. Um, let's see. We got from Eduardo de la Cruz. Uh, you remember that time that girl was going, okay, going down. All right. Y'all guys are getting a little crazy with these comments. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so maybe let's clean it up a little bit. I mean, we're trying to get a new audience in here. But uh, anyways, so uh, it says Lobo versus Doomsday, Black Manta versus Green Goblin, Clayface versus One Punch Man. Um, one Punch Man is One Punch Man. So he's going to destroy Clayface. Uh, but black, how? Huh? But well, how? I mean, I mean, he's beat he's beat blobby type of people before. I, the thing with One Punch Man is like because he's so ridiculously overpowered 
he would hit Clayface and he'd hit him so hard that Clayface would like go solid. Like he would burn because he hits him so hard. <laughs> right. The clay would and harden then shatter. And it would just like shatter and disintegrate into dust. Oh, like that's hilarious. That's how crazy fucking one punch man is. Um, so I think, you know, as much as I love Clayface, one punch man, one punch man's him. So uh, yeah. Black Manta versus Green Goblin. I think Black Manta has more powerful tech. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I'm i going to say yes. And I also think Black Manta has the fighting capability. Yeah. Uh, compared to Norman Osborn as mm-hmm. the Green Goblin. Uh, so I'm going to go Black Manta on this one. Yeah. And Doomsday versus Lobo. Doomsday, right? Well, Lobo has the regeneration. Mm, okay. And uh, we usually side with the regeneration. But what is his power level, though? Because we're talking about Doomsday beat, killed Superman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, granted, regeneration is a thing, but I don't know how fast Lobos works, but at the same time, how strong is he? Because you can regenerate, but like if he can crush your head in that amount of time. I would I would honestly give Lobo the uh he's gone on one-on-one fights with Superman. Okay. Uh but just make make Superman Wolverine. Basically. Uh, interesting. Without hmm. the adamantium skeleton. Yeah. Because that's really what Lobo is. He's a cigar smoking, bike riding mercenary. Yeah. Uh, so here's the thing, because I I've only read you know Death of Superman. I haven't read you know Doomsday with everything else. Um, I don't know all of Doomsday's powers, but do, does Doomsday the way Snyder made him in the movie made him like he was a Super Saiyan, where every time he got hurt, he got stronger essentially yes um so, it, it, it is the equivalent to like uh superman and, and doomsday fighting is an unstoppable force yeah uh fighting an immovable object yeah um is basically what it comes down to so if doomsday uh, keeps getting stronger though like that's my thing because regeneration it is op but I think Doomsday would beat the shit out of Slade. Yes, I, I think so also. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the one thing that makes me hesitant is the fact that he uh, that Lobo has gone toe to toe with Superman. Okay. Um, and again, not in the same aspect of like power level, like extreme power level. But yeah. he's punched Superman and Superman went like flying into the air. Like okay. you can't do that to Superman with average powers, you know. Yeah. Um. So, and I know that for Superman, Superman literally fought him to his death to mm-hmm. the point where Doomsday finally just like he just was winded and died. Yeah. Um. So I think Lobo could do that, uh, mm-hmm. but even longer due to the fact that he could regenerate. Yeah. Um. I I don't know. I think I might have to give it to Lobo. I would like to see the fight, but I think yeah. I might have to give it to Lobo. I don't really have a dog in this fight because I don't know enough about both characters to fit here, like sit here and definitively give you an answer. 
I will say one thing nobody ever talks about when it comes to regeneration, because like Wolverine feels like he never stops. They like never run out of stamina. Yeah. Which is something I feel like, yeah, regeneration is cool, but I feel like, see, like I like the way they depict Deadpool in the movie. Like it takes forever for him to regenerate. Like yeah. he gets his head cut off. He's got to grow a little body. And he's like, oh, damn, you know, it takes a while. Um, and like, you're no, you're no use there at that point, you know? So like, I'm just curious. Yeah. I would be curious. Also the last time Lobo was depicted, uh, in live action, the only time he was depicted mm. in live action was in the show Krypton. And, okay. uh, he, I think cut himself in half to do something. And like it relatively like he like was able to, put himself back together relatively quick so i think his regeneration uh, is quicker uh, but that was only in that show i don't know how they would depict him in like a live action movie yeah or uh even in comics i haven't really read too much mm-hmm. getting his head blown off or an arm blown off you know yeah yeah i don't have a i don't have a clear winner my brain tells me doomsday for some reason but that's because i don't know enough about the lobo so yeah um so yeah i'll go with that but i could uh, you know, I can go either way. Um, let's see. Moncray says, uh, I really love it when WWE stars really show their acting abilities, especially in films like uh, films like John Cena, The Rock, and Batista. I think they meant actors there. Um, our our film, films with. Uh, yeah. I feel we need more of that. Uh, it wouldn't hurt DC. The muscles and fighting are a plus for comic accuracy. So which two of these five castings would best fit? Uh, Jimmy and Jay Uso as Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Uh, I don't know how many of people of you, how many of these wrestlers you'll know, Clay. I don't know if you keep up with modern day wrestling. Um, Brock Lesnar as Solomon Grundy. Uh, oh, Bronson Reed as Killer Croc. Bray Wyatt as Pig. Kane as Dollmaker. Um, well, Kane is scarier as his real life persona as a politician right now so that is scarier than dollmaker because he's like you know against abortion and all that kind of shit so um i don't i'd, I'd rather hang out with dollmaker than at real life king um let's see bray wyatt as pig would actually be kind of cool i don't know if you know who bray wyatt is he was the I, fiend so i think i know who bray wyatt yeah he has the dreads and he got really popular with the he had a crazy creepy mask as he, he was a fiend that's right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so Him, the only one i don't know is uh bronson reed is bronson reed is a big old boy um i don't think he would be good as killer croc um i if i had to pick out of this i would go bray wyatt as pig i think that would be really good and then all the other ones are kind of bad. I'm sorry. Um, Brock Lesnar as Solomon Grundy would probably be the next big thing, but I just don't see Brock Lesnar as Solomon Grundy. Um, Solomon Grundy, I could think, can only be done well CGI. I do not yeah. think Solomon Grundy can actually be a person. Um, same thing. I mean, Croc, I think you could pull off with prosthetics. I mean, they did it already once, but I would like a bigger Croc, to be honest. Um and then, yeah, Jay Uso and Jimmy as Tweedledee and Tweedledum would be bad. Um, they could probably be somebody <laughs> better. But, yeah, I don't know. Bronson I, Reed. You, you know like, what? Look. Give me give me Brock Lesnar as Blockbuster. Oh, that would be interesting. But I've always gotten the vibe that 
blockbuster, even though he's like some kind of supernatural being, he's not white. <laughs> I guess you're gonna do like prosthetics or something on him. That's true. Um, well, and if that's the case, because um, as soon as I started saying it, I, I also thought of that. Um, Give me Brock Lesnar as lockup. I would go yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, Brock he's Lesnar as lockup. And he could just suplex everybody into the jail cell. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I would go with that. Uh, let's see. Moving on from that, Tiny Beauty, what color lantern ring would each Robin get? So, I love this question. Green lantern, red Robin. Or Red Hood book. That's that a good like question. Six, like six months ago, I feel like. Hold on, I'm gonna look that up. Real yeah. Quick. So according to DC, uh, Red Hood would have got a Green Lantern ring. Um, and yeah, I don't know what happened there. I've always said Red Hood. And people hate it because it's oh Red Hood is too easy to give him a Red Lantern ring. He has anger issues. He should get a Red Lantern ring. Um. But the thing is, is, if they don't, like, use their powers, they die or some shit like that, right? The Red Lanterns. So I don't think they want Red Hood to die. But um, I think that would just be perfect for him, to be honest. Um, I think, like, what? Tim Drake would probably get a Green Lantern ring. Um, I feel like Damien would probably get a Yellow Lantern ring. Um, uh, Damien has... Uh had a red lantern ring before really yeah i never Bef- read that book. it was before the new 52 oh, okay uh and then what i feel like dick would probably also get a green lantern ring but what is blue what is blue's power it's hope i i would uh, definitely yeah. give nightwing a blue lantern ring yeah um i would give uh see here's the thing i would give uh barbara a green lantern ring i would give not technically a robin though oh that's true i I was thinking bat family but if Mm -hmm. we're going robins let's go in order dick grayson i would give a blue lantern ring Mm -hmm. jason todd realistically would have a red lantern ring Mm -hmm. um then we go tim drake uh, Tim Drake, I think, would have Indigo, I think. Let me actually really? look at the, Yeah. I feel like he's got crazy willpower. I feel like he would get green. He's also, like, the most police out of all of the Robins, in my opinion. So, the Indigo tribe mm. of the Lantern Ring is... Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to see. This one is for Compassion. I don't really take Tim as a. I mean, I know they kind of leaned more into it now nowadays. Now that he has his boyfriend, he's like a little bit more lovey-dovey. But before that, I wouldn't really say compassion. Really? Yeah, because like his his will is insane. Even if we're going with recent Tim Drake in Zadarsky's run, he just went through time or went through dimensions to find Batman. Like that's crazy will, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. So give and him. He, I'd give him a Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Yeah. Um, and then Damien, I, I agree with you. I think Damien would get a yellow. Yeah. And then if you wanted to branch out and give Stephanie, what would you give Stephanie? Because she was technically a Robin. She was a Robin for 72 days. Yeah. Um, I would give Stephanie... 
Does she have the most compassion out of all of them? She's never given up. She's never Even given up. Everybody hates her. Um, or she thinks everybody hates her. Stephanie is a little bit of a conundrum. Um, she had she's had a very weird history. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I would give her compassion. Um, I would almost give her um, either will or hope. Uh, I think either one of those would work with her. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of will that she has to, uh, she never does give up. Yeah. Um, it's kind of bitten her in the ass before. Um, it killed her. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, when trying to prove herself to Batman at one point. Yeah. Um, but she has all the hope in the world for um, wanting to be a part of the Bat family and to uh you know uh she she the whole reason why she exists her name spoiler was literally she told batman and robin i want to spoil my father's plans yeah and that's why clue she came master, up by the way which was clue master so that's why she came up with the name spoiler yeah um i i would give her yeah i'm going to go ahead and give her the blue lantern ring okay Hope. yeah I, I mean i'd be down with whatever um but all right moving on from there i am at like a 15 percent battery so uh we got to kind of get through these really quickly or we're not gonna better get to comics um let's see uh nathan says what character would be the best to join the gotham city sirens lady voodoo street level uh sorceress from haiti expert in voodoo curses and summoning honeybee a metahuman who flies uses bees and shoots poison honey uh sparkler Harley's circus fire breathing uh, fire breather leads to pursue crime with lots of clever fireworks ignites them with her mouth. So Sparkler would be terrible to hang out with Ivy. So, um, you know, uh, <laughs> she does enough with Harley. So she'd probably hate Sparkler. Honeybee could probably benefit from Ivy. Yeah. Um, but Voodoo, I think is, enough of their own person that would probably fit in there more well and the thing is i'm i'm very curious uh nathan and uh please let me know um is honeybee and sparkler even characters i know lady voodoo um is an actual character in uh in dc yeah i feel like, like these are supposed to be made up but maybe they didn't check i'm i'm uh, pretty sure there is a voodoo character she i'm pretty sure she had her her own uh, title in the very beginning of New Fifty Two, yeah. Um, so uh, let me know if that's who you intended to to choose. Um, I don't like the part from Haiti. I think is different. Um, I think she originated in New Fifty Two in New Orleans. Um, mm. So uh, let me know. Uh, but I think Lady Voodoo would be pretty cool as a Gotham City Siren. Um, yeah, it, it it would put a like because of course you have the street level uh harley mm-hmm. and street level uh uh catwoman mm-hmm. then you have the supernatural with uh uh ivy mm-hmm. and so to level that out give another supernatural character and that would yeah. be lady voodoo yeah i'd go with that uh moving on from that one we got jason todd what are your thoughts on the beware the batman series why wasn't it successful it was so cool having characters like Pig, Magpie, Anarchy, and Katana in it. Uh, I never saw that series, so... 
it so it started on Adult Swim, I believe, mm-hmm. um, or a really late time slot on Cartoon Network going into Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was just ahead of its time. Um, and the reason why I say that is the animation was kind of out there for people. Um, it shows an animation that's closer to um, a much cleaner reboot. Um, it, very 3D. Um, mm-hmm. If people also watched like Code Lyoko. Um, was it, it the one of, with the weird Joker? No, that's the Batman. That's oh, okay. that's the one uh, the with like the dreads and what everything else. Joker. Beware Batman. Look at Beware the Batman. It had like a basically Michael Keaton suit. Black with a yellow oval. Um very CGI oh. 3D model. Oh my god, yeah. This has one of the worst Batman logos ever. Yeah. Like it just um, looks awful. It it just I it's like think, Jimmy Neutron. I Actually, think, no, it looks like reboot, to be honest. Yeah, that's what I that's what I yeah, mean. Yeah. It, it had like a very 3D look to it. And I honestly think the studio saw that it probably didn't have much potential. And that's why they put it so late at night is that they were just like, ah, let's just throw this in a time slot and see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I never saw that because it, it did look awful. So it is yeah. on uh, Max currently. Okay. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I couldn't give you anything there, Todd. Uh, and moving on to the final one that is just from user, um, where it's like user UK. Uh, what Batman character do you relate to the most? For me, it's Penguin. Caw! Um, so, um, <laughs> is this a villain? Or is Batman character? Oh, what Batman character? Um, yeah. I mean, I think the only reason why I love Batman so much is because I relate to Batman. But not in the sense that I feel like I can go out there and beat the shit out of anybody. Because I would get the shit beat out of me. Uh, yeah. But more in the sense that, like, he doesn't give up. Because, like, as a young kid, I had dyslexia. I had middle child syndrome. I was a skinny fuck. Like, I, you know, people could push me around if they wanted to. But eventually, I started standing up for myself. And I was like, fuck this. I'm going to I'm gonna overcome everything. Fuck everybody else. And I'm going to do it on my own. And that's what I feel Batman is. Like, he, his best friends are fucking gods and fucking, you know, demigods and shit like that. And he's over here just average Joe. Just trying to be the peak human he can be. And getting shit done. And so I relate to Batman the most. Um, not Again, not in the sense of body or money or anything like that. But just yeah. he overcomes things he shouldn't overcome. And that's kind of how I try to live life. So, uh, For me, it would be Dick Grayson. The reason why that is, is uh, Dick Grayson broke the rules um, when it came to Batman. And, you know, Batman said, hey, to be a better crime fighter, you need to do this, this, and this. And Dick Grayson said... No, to be a good crime fighter, you just need to do this, and I could still live my life doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I always was told, hey, if you want to be successful in life, you do this, this, and this. I'm like, well, that stuff is really boring, and it's going to get, you know, it's going to make me hate my life. So I'm only going to do this mm-hmm. and live my life the way I want to live it. Um, so that's why I can relate to Dick Grayson a whole lot. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, so uh, those are viewer questions, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry if this is getting kind of rushed, but I have no way to continue this podcast if my phone dies. So um, if for some reason we don't finish this, Clay will just do the outro and be like, Juice's phone died, everybody. So that's the end of the podcast. Um, <laughs> so we're going to move on to comics right now. We do have quite a few um, that came out this week. I'll just, I think we can go pretty quickly on like punchline. Um, 
and some of the other ones. I actually enjoyed a majority of the books this week. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they were pretty good. Um, just to make a quick rundown, we had all of them were pretty much nightmares besides World's Finest uh, yes. and Harley Quinn's. Um, so we had um, nightmares for Punchline, uh, Catwoman, and uh, Nightwing. And then we had Harley Quinn, Black, White, and Red. And we had World's Finest. I don't know the number. Um, uh, World's but, Finest 17. We did have one other book, though. Ooh, I did not read it then. It was the Joker Operation Chapter 2. So, did we read the first one? Yes. Because you want to know what happened? I don't fucking know that book. What happened? So, in the first book, we just see uh, Batman. Uh, it's the manga book. So, we saw that Batman oh! fell into the vat of waste and became a baby. We covered that last week. It's coming yeah, out that... week to week? Yeah, just like oh, a manga. Shit. Okay, so I didn't know that. Um, was this one better? This one was better, and oh, I will yeah. say, I think the the people that are going to find humor in this book are huh. people with children. Um, okay. Because this story, literally, um, this second chapter is literally Joker trying to get baby Bruce Wayne to take a nap, and uh -huh. he just will not go to sleep. Oh, okay. And it gets to a point where Joker's like, Oh, so you're just going to stay awake for all of eternity, and I will never be able to rest. And as a parent, I have yeah. had that thought in my mind at one point. Yeah. Um, I literally thought my child was just never going to go to sleep, and I had to carry her and like rock her for all of eternity at one yeah. point. It's, it's, it, it's pretty insane. And then at the end of the book, when he finally goes to sleep, uh, somebody rings Joker's doorbell. And... <laughs> and Joker literally pulls out a gun and is about to shoot the door. He's like, oh no, wait. Bruce will see something like or he says Batman will see something very horrific. And he just mm -hmm. like goes to the intercom and says, just leave it at the door. And he's like, I'm sorry, baby Batman. And like hmm. rocks them to sleep at the very end. That's, That's very funny. The one thing about this manga is I feel like I already know the ending to where Joker's either going to come to love Bruce because he's taking care of him so much, or he's going to be too old to be able to fight Bruce once he becomes a an, an old like an older Batman. Yeah, and so he's not going to need to fight him. He's going to be like, uh, he just made a better Batman or something like that. That's how I feel like it's going to end, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's, if it's a long, fun ride on the way, that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, all right. So I didn't know that was going to come out so weak. I thought I was like. What is that fucking book? I was like, uh, Joker's books have been shitty lately. I didn't think the manga was going to happen that fast. Um, granted, that's how it comes out normally for manga. But yeah. I didn't think DC was going to be doing that. So uh, pretty crazy. But so moving on, uh, Punchline. I came to a realization, Clay, reading Punchline. Because uh, it was the only book I didn't like, to be honest. I actually kind of enjoyed Catwoman. But I still had a lot of issues with it. But um, Punchline was just word vomit. There was just so much, like, she was trying to be way too fucking smart. And this is what came to my realization. These villain books do not need inner monologues. Villains shouldn't have inner monologues. I don't know what, I don't want to know what a villain's thinking. I just always want to see what a villain says. I don't need to know what they think. Well, and that's the real problem of this book because 98%, I am not joking. 98% of this book is inner monologue. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm okay with sharing this entire story because it is part of the nightmare thing, night terrors. Uh, 
punchline kills Batgirl, yeah. uh, finds the headquarters, and is starting to like take over HQ at the watchtower uh, or or the clock tower. Sorry, and uh, a cyborg Batgirl comes out of nowhere fighting punchline at the very yeah. end. Um, and the thing with this was you needed something to fill in the space from the moment Batgirl is dead to the very ending of the book. And they're just like, Hey, let's just put on this giant freaking monologue. And it kind of was boring. There was nothing there. Yeah. Um, And mostly I think more so because we haven't really been following punchline. Mm -hmm. Like for me personally, I have no interest in like following the character at this moment, not saying that I won't in the future, but currently we kind of fell off of her whole story with the uh uh with what which gang was it the the royal flush, oh, gang. Royal flush gang well they're still kind of in this book it's just like uh, a different the, version of it yeah, yeah a different version at the very beginning um yeah. but it was it was all random and and totally weird um which i think a nightmare book should probably be but it just the like it good. didn't yeah the other yeah. ones were a lot better than this yeah um, here's the thing, and I think this is the reason, is we don't have a voice for Punchline. We yeah. don't know what her voice is. Like, is she kooky? Is she fucking very dramatic? Is Here's the, you, you know what I think Punchline should be? And this is the reason why she shouldn't have an inner monologue. She should be uh, a Tsunade, or a Sundare, is how do, they, how do they pronounce it properly, right? She is the anime girl that is crazy in the books right like she's yeah. a psychotic one and maybe she can be a little funny or loving dubby here and there but for the most part she should always be like her her dial should be 11 you know what i mean and especially with harley we're having the inner monologues of harley like we know enough about harley we've seen what harley's been through i can understand and care about harley through her inner monologues punchline is a villain i do not give a fuck what she's thinking you can just show me what she wants to do, right? Oh, she wants to go poison the well? Show show me her poisoning the well. Oh, she wants to kill a kid? Show her killing a kid. Like, you know what I mean? I don't need to know what she's thinking. And they tried to make her seem so fucking smart in this book. She was saying so much nonsense. And then she would also be like, who is this person? Do they think like, uh, get out of here, girlfriend? Or like, they just did like weird shit like that, I guess, to try to give her a personality where she was also talking about all this other bullshit saying like, I know all the compounds that are this and that. And actually, you know, they try to sell some bullshit on the street that, Oh no, mine's is so much better. Like, I was just like, I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care about any of this. And um, yeah, it was just boring. I just want to see kind of like the punchline that Tynan first introduced where she was just kind of like brutal and crazy. Like, I don't need all this other like, oh, I'm a podcaster kind of thing anymore. I don't need any of that. Um, and it's why I don't think villains should have their own books. They just shouldn't. They should just be main characters uh, or the main uh, antagonist. They shouldn't have their own books. Um, and that's something, as I was reading this, I was like, yeah, uh, villains shouldn't have inner monologues. Because, like, have we had Joker inner monologues before? And if they have, I mean, they're probably garbage. The... Oh, I don't even knew, know if Matthew Rosenberg uh, mm-hmm. did one in the uh, the Joker that laughs or whatever. Yeah, uh, I don't know because there was two Jokers there. 
King is like, he's not doing an inner monologue with Joker. He's doing jokes, but with black panels. So you're not really getting his inner thoughts. He's still, Joker could still say that stuff. And that's how you're supposed to read it, right? Um, but yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't think villains should have inner monologues. That book was by far the worst one of the week, in my opinion, yeah. that we covered. Uh, moving on from that one, let's just quickly jump into Catwoman really quickly. This one I was so confused on because it seems like every nightmare book is either going through a nightmare or like bleeding into the stories that we've been reading. Whereas Catwoman's seems like she went back in time. So I've heard this sentiment a lot and it was kind of like that. But I've also heard a lot of people say everything else has been a nightmare that yeah. they've read as far as like the Superman, the Wonder Woman, the Green Lantern, the Batman. Whereas Catwoman seemed like an Elseworld story. Yeah. Yeah. That... First of all. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, I'm just saying that has been the only thing. And after reading it, I'm like, yeah, like there's a moment where you kind of tell that she is recta like rela re what's the word that I'm yes. Yeah. Uh, like her past life, or at mm -hmm. least the life that we know that she is living in the DC universe. Yeah, but it's not getting there. Like, like there is the story is not letting it progress to that point. Yeah. You know? Uh, so I I don't really know how I feel about this book. Yeah, my thing is, uh, DC needs to fucking decide about her sister. Is she in a wheelchair? Is she not? Is she like you know? gone mentally is she not because now she's a fucking superhero like what the fuck like yeah, the, the character so design weird. yeah the character design for her her sister is cool and i think the problem is is it's like a lot of writers right they grew up with a certain vision for a character and they want to bring that vision back but you can't bring that vision back without telling us a reason why that character is that way now you know what i mean because yeah. the last time we saw her she was in a wheelchair and, like, almost got killed by uh, Father Valley. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and then there was that one bad day book where she was, like, working at Walmart. And it's like, oh, okay, that's weird. And then now she's a fucking superhero. I'm like, dude, decide what y'all are trying to do with Maggie. Like, because that doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, but she was originally a nun when she was first introduced. And yeah. then Black Mask fucked her up. Which is still one of the most like we need to make a video on the fucked up things Black Mask has done because he's done some fucked up shit. Yeah. So we need to make the content about that eventually. But um, yeah, so I thought that was like I don't know that was weird and like she's trying to save people and she's trying to save Selena or whatever and then she is saved by Batman at some point when she's about to get shot up and it's an early on Batman and Selena knows everything about him and he's like I've never told anybody my name. How do you know that? And, you know, they, like, kiss at the end. And, like, her sister walks in, like, very, very anime. And, like, oh, my God, y'all are fucking. Like, holy shit. She's like, no, we're not fucking. Like, um, and so, like, that is happening. And then Selena's going to teach Batman everything she knows at the end of this book. So, yeah. It, it's it seems very, like, very weird. Instead of a nightmare, it's, like, a fantasy for her. You know what I mean? Like, it's opposite. Because maybe her nightmare is her current life. Like, I guess they could spin it that way if you wanted to do that. And yeah. she would prefer, like, Sheeta Batman and everything. Um, the problem is, you know, I hate to always reference Tom King. They already did that. 
he already did that in the annual. Like she was teaching Batman stuff. And then Batman came around. And he was like, no, I'm teaching you something because like, I already knew where you were this whole fucking time. Like I was letting yeah. you do that. And so I don't know. Uh, it wasn't worse than punchline, but like it's, it just seemed like so much was going on there. And then now she's going to train Batman, which was really weird. So I don't know. Um, but moving on to the last nightmare book. I really liked the Nightwing one. I thought it was cool. Nightwing was pretty trippy. I yeah. And the really cool thing is, you teased it earlier, it's connecting to punchlines. Is it? What happened at the very end of punchline? Barbara tried to kill her, right? Barbara turned into a cybernetic Batgirl. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That makes and sense. what happened at the end of this book? Yeah, Barbara shows up at Arkham. Yeah, As no. hibernetic. I thought it yeah. was very trippy. Um, but the whole concept of this is Nightwing going to Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Uh, and like all of the villains are like, dude, you're our hero, man. Yeah, you're man. awesome. And we're like getting little glimpses, literally like zoomed in snapshots of something that he did. Yeah. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? You and think like, he beat the shit out of somebody. Like, that's what you get the vibe of. Yeah. yeah. And, like, there's blood on his 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 hands. Yeah. yeah. And, like, he even, like, has an inner monologue throughout this whole thing. Like, why am, in, why am I in so much pain right now? Like, why is mm -hmm. my body hurting? Like, so he's been through something. We just don't know it yet. Uh, but he eventually gets into a conversation with Scarecrow, which is his basically roommate at Arkham mm -hmm. Asylum. Which my first thought is, why the hell are these people sharing rooms with people? Yeah. I think that is the worst thought. Yeah. Like, the first one you see is Zaz and freaking Mad Hatter. It's yeah. like, that should not happen. Like, at all. Sorry. Yeah. It, it just shouldn't. Not in that asylum. But uh, Scarecrow is basically telling him, like, don't you remember? Like, your, your memories, like, the drugs should have, like, worn off already. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what you did. And... Yeah. Uh, the big reveal here is that Nightwing killed Batman. Yeah. Um, this is a nightmare for sure. But like just that reveal on its own, you're like, oh shit. Like I almost forgot that this isn't a night. Like I almost forgot that it was a nightmare. Yeah. And I was like, wait, how the, what the fuck? And I was like, oh yeah, that's, this is so cool. Like, yeah. I, I want to know why this is Nightwing's nightmare. Yeah, you know, and it was cool because like all the villains and like uh, guards were animals, so it was yeah. kind of like uh, an not Animal House. What's that political story that everybody gets? You have to read when you're in like middle school, uh, Animal uh, Farm or something like that. Kind of give off that vibe where like all yeah. the pigs start eating everything and everybody else starves and shit. It's like capitalism, like uh, kind of crazy shit. Uh, kind of gave me that vibe, but uh, yeah, no, this was a really good book, and I'm curious on where it's gonna go. And he's. He's like, I know I'm having like a nightmare or something's controlling. But then when he sees Barbara, he's like, that's the love of my life. I'll destroy even my own mind to save her or some shit at the end. I'm like, God damn. So um, that was pretty cool. The art was really good, too, in that book. Um, yeah. I thought it was pretty solid. And it was funny because like I yeah, that was just a good book. And I, I was I read like stuff like Punchline and stuff. I'm like, why is this so bad and boring? And then I'll read something like that that wasn't Tom Taylor. It was a different art, a writer, if I'm not mistaken. 
And um, it was just solid. I was like, oh, yeah, they, they fucking get this. This is a good story. You don't need to have, like, the crazy buildup to this. It's just, like, a one-shot good story. And it was solid. Granted, it is going to continue. But, you know, if that was a one-shot, I would have been like, that was fire. Um, but moving on from that, and speaking of a bunch of one-shots, we have Harley Quinn, Red, or uh, Black, White, and Red. Um, these short stories were pretty good. I don't know if you like them. I love the gymnastic one. It's kind of fucked up. But I yeah. love that she was like she destroyed that teacher, uh, and it also came. It kind of like the one thing I don't know if you got this vibe when reading them, but I felt like these were all kind of like stories that would show you how Harley Quinn is such a badass nowadays. Because if she did that gymnast stuff when she was younger, it would show how she's so agile and badass because she yeah. scored a perfect ten in the like Olympics or whatever. And so I'm like, that's kind of cool. It shows how she's so good. But then it showed also how she fucked up her coach. And like, you know, it was like, oh, I'm not going to let anybody mess with me. Fucking um, tortured her. That yeah. was brutal, man. But like, I guess technically it wouldn't make any sense because it kind of like negates the Harleen character because, you know, so that doesn't technically make sense. But I'm like, okay, maybe it's just how we're just going to have to interpret. Like, maybe she was mentally always Harley. Um, but I don't know. But I thought that was a cool story. There was also one where um, she got used by old Joker gang uh, buddies. And, yeah. um, you know, she I love the way that one was drawn, how she, she looked like she was like a little sad clown kind of or like a little um, she reminded me of Dorothy yeah. a lot in that. And it turns out that Selena was using those guys to get the steal. But she ends up saving Harley because Harley took the fall. And so, um, you know, they kind of have a good thing there. The first story was good too, but I'm I'm blanking on it right now. What was the first story? Uh, that doesn't surprise me because it was the Chip Zdarsky story. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. So the first story, uh, Harley and Ivy go to the Fortress of Solitude. Oh, um, yes. And they are just literally trying to find the big score to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, and they end up fighting a. Uh, a bat butler robot yeah. and they end up finding out that there is some sort of like poker night um, at the fortress of solitude. Superman yeah. takes them both to Arkham Asylum and Harley's like, why am I like, I didn't even fucking do anything. Yeah. Like, why would you, why would you arrest me right now? I, I didn't do anything. And uh, Batman is like, Oh, I heard you have a bat butler at yeah. your fortress of solitude. What's all that about? And Superman's just like, Oh, we can invite you to the next game night yeah and that's how it ends it's funny because when i read that obviously i instantly forgot it um i was like oh, it's just one of those cheesy batman stories now that you tell me to zadarsky i'm like i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> because i it, it's now that you pointed out that is a very zadarsky thing to do yeah and i'm just like oh damn but yeah i i didn't really like i was like oh, it is just a cheesy story you know they do those every once in a while especially in a harleen story um but those other two stories, I really enjoyed them. I thought they were awesome. So, uh, yeah, if you really like Harley Quinn, I would definitely go pick up uh, Black Red. And the art is great because, again, it is black, white, and red. And the red really makes stuff pop. And yeah. so um, I would definitely go pick those up if you guys are big Harley Quinn fans. But moving on to the final book, because I have uh, 6% battery left, um, World's Finest. This is the final story in this current arc. Which is, uh, we know New Mezo has been beating the shit out of everybody. And it seems like the heroes cannot win at all. We know Batman got captured at the end of the last issue. And New Mezo is basically bragging to being like, I'm going to be the guy that kills the Batman. 
And um, everybody comes in to try to save Bruce, obviously, uh, because he was going to get his ass kicked, uh, which was that was a great way for Supergirl to show up. Like, I love that her and Martian Manhunter just came out of nowhere and, like, knocked out Nemezo. But yeah. then he's like, y'all touching me. Just gave me your powers, bitches. Like, now I'm yeah. faster than the Flash. Like, and so it seemed pretty like, oh, you're not going to be able to beat this guy, which I think is reminiscent of the first time Amazo showed up because, like, didn't he, like, he was yeah. like how are we going to beat this guy? Um, and then we fast forward to, like, you know, obviously Bruce is trying to figure out what's going on on the fly. Everybody's like, this dude's not telling us anything with the lasso of truth. Like, he's he's not working. He's like, he said it's doomed. And Batman's like, no, it's he's saying something within what he's saying because, you know, it's a very Batman thing to do. And uh, they're like, it doesn't make any sense, man. And so all the heroes are trying to fight him off. It looks like it's going to be doomed. And then Amazo comes out of nowhere because Batman's like, no, I got it. I got it. Sends in Amazo to fight new Mazo. And it's basically Doomsday versus Superman. And the really cool thing that I like about this is uh, essentially they're absorbing each other's powers in an infinite loop. Yeah. And it's just going on and on and on and on and on. And then Superman's like, well, this is our chance. Everybody attack. And they're attacking, attacking from a safe distance and yeah. basically like overheating them to mm -hmm. where they're going to malfunction. Um I really dug this story. Yeah. Um, I like the moment where uh, this literally felt like a uh, Cell versus the Z Warriors type of fight mm -hmm. where like everybody was just getting their ass kicked. Yeah. Uh, and then like I love Superman coming in and then because at one point uh, Martian Manhunter and Supergirl, it's like it's too it's uh, or I think it was New Mezo that was like it's two against one. Yeah. Like, your odds are still against you. And then Superman comes in. He's like, no, make that three. And then Superman or Wonder Woman comes in. She's like, no, make that four. Yeah. And like, it was a really cool moment. Uh, but they still got all of their asses kicked. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I loved at the very end. Uh, they uh, basically knew Mezo was still about to get up from mm -hmm. that huge explosion. And Green Arrow was like, let's do it let's let's freaking let's end it now you know mm -hmm. while he's down and out and superman's like no like he wronged one of us so he should be able to get the final blow and it's metamorpho yeah and he he takes the final punch uh and he freaking slams him down throws acid on him like to the point where he's literally corroding until just like until his like freaking skull metallic skull is there yeah he's like i'm not gonna kill you but I'm just going to love seeing all of these scientists rip you apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, no, it was pretty cool. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but did New Mezo morph from the elemental one? What happened to the elemental character that was basically Metamorpho? Was that New Mezo or did he just go and die? Because I know they shot the arrow into him. Is that how he died? I think so. Okay. Yeah, because I know that was a book or two, or maybe it was the last book, and that's why Batman got caught. Um, but yeah, it seemed like you know everything was going to get rebuilt. I know the Metal Men were getting fixed up, so obviously they're going to come back. Um, Metamorpho, I like at the end, they were like, did you really say that? Because he said some cheesy line at the very end. He was like, yeah, what can I say? I'm corny or whatever. And then uh, he was like, later, Soup. And he was Batman. Uh, yeah. Or he says bats. He says, yeah, see you yeah. later, Batsy. And Batman's yeah. like, don't call me that. 
Yeah. And then um, Jimmy Olsen felt really mad, or he was scared that Bruce was going to come after him for lying. It basically, he was like, I reported something that was wrong. And he was like, he's a billionaire. He's going to fucking come after me. He's going to destroy me. And Bruce, as obviously he's Batman, he's all like, I don't think Bruce Wayne's going to do that, man. He's like, he knows you were in, your heart was in it. You were trying to report the facts. And like, you know, he's going to understand that. And he's, but from what I know about the guy, he's a pretty respectable guy that fucks bitches <laughs> all the time. Like, you know, Bruce could just be there, you know, pumping himself up. And um, yeah, so Olsen was kind of scared. I kind of like that. I, for some reason, I completely forgot about the Jimmy Olsen aspect in this story, to be honest. And I thought like somebody wrote, somebody else wrote that about Batman. I completely yes. forgot about Jimmy Olsen. I was like, oh shit, is there going to be a reveal that like somebody actually framed Bruce? But then it was just Olsen like being like, oh, I report yeah. the wrong thing. And I was like, oh shit. Um, although it would have been funny to see him get like reprimanded by the new daily kind or something like, yeah. you know, classic Olsen. I mean, but joke. Batman did say like what you reported on was based off of facts. Yeah, so yeah. everything was true, just mm. not the murder part. So yeah. that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, but at the very end, it says next and it shows two panels. It says the untold origin of the Superman Batman team. But the thing is, wasn't the first issue a retelling of how they first met? <laughs> yeah, but I think they also because I what I think is going to happen, in my opinion, is they're going to give us a refresh of that anime style. You know what I mean? Probably yeah. with more details. Because they're bringing back fucking Thunderclap or whatever his name is. Oh, um, Boy Thunder. Thunder. Yeah, Boy Thunder. Because we never figured out what happened to him. Like, he's supposed to turn into one of um, Wade's characters from back in the day. Yeah. And we also get a glimpse of future Batman and future Superman uh, yeah. from Kingdom Come, I think. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're going to see what that is. Uh, I'm excited about that. As somebody who hasn't read Kingdom Come, so all that's going to be kind of fresh to me. Um, but, yeah, it would be really weird to find the origins when we kind of already got that. Are we going to get more origins of Superman and, or Supergirl and Robin? Because I kind of wanted to see that go because they had that really shitty date. Like, I want to see them date again on another panel or, or another page or something like that. But... Yeah, you know, um, it's really weird that I'm loving Wade doing this stuff, but I hated the the, the magic stuff he was doing. I maybe yeah. I just don't like magic, or, or was that story just bad? I think that story was just bad. Everybody okay. kind of gave like because it it like it's so weird because he took aspects of this story in World's Finest as yeah. well as stuff that Williamson was doing with Robin and kind of like mangled it together yeah that really didn't make any sense and they did the spear uh, bomb yeah as yeah. well as the whole uh batman versus robin also and played a part Jutsu. in it yeah it was yes. just it was all weird yeah it was fucking crazy um but wade is surprisingly one of the best writers at dc right now you know usually when the old guys come back they usually don't do so well and um i'm loving this world's finest it's one of the better batman stories out there because we don't really have that many good batman stories right now i mean i even said i wasn't a big fan of um brave and the bold at the moment but like it's cool to read this batman and obviously anything that like um uh, fucking dan mora touches just fucking amazing um yeah so is he gonna be on the batgirl story or is he just doing cover and the batwoman story or is he just doing covers 
Because uh, I, I think he's done that cover. I think it's him. Was that's, it him? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's him. Although I will say, as much as I don't like Zadarsky. Oh, he did. He is doing one cover. Yeah, I did okay. see it. Yeah. As much as I don't like Zadarsky, I've seen Jimenez doing some Batman lately on his Twitter, and it looks pretty fire. Really? Um, yeah, but it's, it's going to be Zadarsky writing. So, like, as much as, as cool as it's going to look, it's the story's going to be, and oh, it's going to be it's going to be Zadarsky and Howard. Which, by the way, I saw her name at one of the booths, and I was like, "She going to show us?" <laughs> I was like, "Because I got questions." I didn't see Zadarsky's name anywhere, though. I don't know if he's at SDCC. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he was able to go or not. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see him anyways. Um, but yeah, that's basically it, ladies and gentlemen. We kind of got to wrap this up because I'm on four percent battery. But uh, Clay, what do you got going on this week, man? Uh, this week, uh, come check us out over at Star Wars Alliance. Um, we are on the road to Ahsoka. We just recently reviewed. Uh, Dark Force Rising, which is a novel uh, introducing uh, or uh, it is the sequel in a trilogy uh, that introduced uh, Thrawn as a character in the Star Wars series. Um, we are going on to the third novel, uh, The Last Command. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, and after that, we will be talking about season three of Rebels. So uh, a lot of good things coming over at Star Wars. Uh, we're trying to kind of prepare us for uh, a halt in the entertainment side of things uh, coming in 2024. So we're making plans for all of that. Uh, so, yeah. Um, freaking, does Ahsoka have katana handles for lightsabers? Yeah, they're basically yeah. katana. They're, they're okay. arched. Yeah. I saw them. I saw them at Comic-Con and I was all like, oh, she's, she's got katanas. Cause they had her, they had her suit there. So like yeah. the costume, so it looked pretty fire. And then I saw I saw those, and I was like, there was two of them. I was like, I know she's got two sabers. Also, why is are they just like doing all the colors now? Like, or is her special? Because she's white, right? Like, yeah, I mean, she has white. She has white lightsabers. Yeah. Did she have that in the in the uh, Clone Wars? She had green. Then she had blue. Uh, the white is uh so. It's this thing called purging kyber crystals, mm -hmm. and she she basically cleansed a kyber crystal, and that's what uh, makes it white. That's cool. It's just and a part of fire. the Star Wars lore. Yeah, yeah, uh, it looks pretty fire. That'll probably be ironically. Can I watch that without watching anything else? Um, so they say. Uh, we're it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, a voice actress from the Clone Wars uh, mm -hmm. TV series that voiced Ahsoka. Uh, she says that uh, you need to watch everything while the actual creators of the show say you don't have to watch anything. Uh, Do I need to watch Clone Wars? Uh, honestly, I think that the only thing you would need to see is uh, just read up on the introduction to Ahsoka. Um, you know, the first episode of Clone Wars, watch the last episode of Clone Wars. Uh, and then uh, I'm actually making a list of what episodes to watch in Rebels um, mm. that might play a part in uh, in Ahsoka. So I can give you that later. Okay. But it's it's just honestly, if you know the Ahsoka character, know that she has involved herself with some of these Rebels, uh, yeah. which is from the show. 
and that's what the plot of the show is going to be. Yeah, I'm watching it for the waifus. There's a lot of waifus in that show, so be checking it out. It'll probably be the first one because I don't think I want to watch everything else. Although I heard Kenobi's awesome. It it is pretty good. So, I really like that one, especially yeah. the fights uh, that take place in that in that show. Yeah. Really, really good. So how many episodes is that? Uh, Kenobi, I think, was only like six or eight. It was very oh, short. I could probably watch that. I don't think I have my Disney Plus logged in on my TV at home, but I'm here at my brother's for the next three days, and he has the login, so I might watch something like that. Um, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I I've been trying to plan out a bunch of streams. I am going to try to stream tomorrow. Um, I don't know exactly when this podcast is going to come out because Clay is taking over the editing for the podcast. Uh, I did the first 200 episodes. So um, he's going to be taking over uh, for a bit. And um, so, yeah, I don't know when this will be coming out. Uh, more than likely, it'll be coming out Saturday, but I don't know if it'll be before or after I'm streaming because I don't really know when I'm streaming yet. So I might be streaming while you're listening to this podcast. But there are going to be more streams throughout the weeks because I am still trying to do 30 streams on kick and we're barely on like stream five. So um, definitely come by and hang out. We're going to be I'm trying to plan out streams to do cool stuff. Um, so definitely uh, swing by and I'll tell you about all this other stuff. I am going to be telling uh, just some more Comic-Con stuff that I uh, saw, dealt with and whatnot. So come uh, hang out uh, by that stream or go check out the VODs on my reaction channel because if you miss the streams, you can always go check out the full VODs on my reaction channel. But that is going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. And remember, Batman is awesome.